Hi, this is B. Claymore, and I'm listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Now. You know what that sound means. It, it is hot. And I'm out. Thanks to uh, the power company, David's going to take an extended hiatus. Yeah, oh, shit. That was good radio, though. Oh, my goodness. I can hear the following words. Ah, good week so far, right? Okay. See, when you do shit like that, it's just like, let him go. He'll come around and tell me what he's talking about eventually. Okay. The verse is just him saying Panda over and over again. And as it turns out, Panda is a BMW X6 that he loves because it's white and black. That looks like a Panda. You actually research this thing? Um, I just happened to read an article in, in Rolling Stone about Adam Suds. Oh, I don't read that rag anymore. Not anymore, no. Oh, it's, it's a horrible, horrible magazine. Well. I remember back in the ah, Disney. You have a real issue with magazines these days. All your old favorites are pieces of shit now. They are. Remember when Karate was good? Yes, oh, Cream. Oh, what about, God. uh, what about, um, Fangoria? Is that still good? No. Are you the Starlog magazines any good? Uh, the the Starlog they don't publish Starlog anymore. But aren't they still a publisher? Like, don't they still do like the the, the Star Wars or Doctor Who or the other magazines? No. Oh, no. Okay. do they still uh, publish like the re- the wrestling mags or no? No, those are all dead. Oh, or or have so, like PWI re- like Pro Wrestling Illustrated that's long gone. <laughs> I remember my wrestling magazines used to have Dusty Rhodes bleeding on the cover. Yep. Oh hell yeah! Remember when they used to do that? Oh, absolutely. Back in the- Dude, I would read the rankings of the best wrestlers in the world. It's gospel. Pro Wrestling Illustrated was the flagship. The wrestler was part of that stable, but the best one was Inside Wrestling because it had a listing of every champion from every organization. Yeah. Printed out the world's worst paper. Oh, the newsprint was insane. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But you loved it. Yeah. Absolutely. I loved it. Yeah. They used to rack the wrestling magazines next to the Real Detective magazines, and every once in a while you'd see a nip. Of course, oh, in, nice. in the Real Detective magazines, because they were usually bondage covers. I'd be like, I'm gonna take this. So I used to take the wrestling magazines and put it around mm-hmm. the the detective magazines, and make it. Everybody walks by, I'd be like, I'm checking out the wrestling, but I'm not I'm looking for nips. You, know, you brought up a good point. Do you all remember the first time you saw like a fully naked woman? Like fully naked, like you talking about full frontal? Yeah. Hmm. No. No. I don't remember. Why do you? You yeah. obviously do. No, I definitely do. What was that? My, I found my stepfather's stash of uh, Playboys. Nice. Yeah, yeah that was probably <laughs> it. And he, my, he, so I used to sneak them down. I used to, I used to, like where he kept them. I would was nearby our like our our, our uh, like our main closet because their bedroom was there. So I would like go and like get a board game, and then I would go and stash one of the Playboys in the board game, and then like walk to my room. Nice, yeah. my man. Yeah. That's right, so, ingenuity. So I, yeah, 
I, I found I my dad's stash. Really? Yeah. Where, where was yours? It was uh, actually it was crazy. When we lived in Arizona, he had he he had some in the um, in the magazine uh, rack in the bathroom. Oh, nice! Oh, oh, yeah. Easy access. That's it. <laughs> my dad even barged yeah. in while I was reading one or reading one. Oh, yeah. uh, dad, dad, I'm cleaning myself. Uh, <laughs> so Phoebe Cates walks in. Um, I my dad used to store his in this hollow body chair, like it was a chair, but the the, the seat of the chair flipped up. No way, like a secret. Yeah, comment. and That's yeah, awesome. but it was awesome. it was it was in his bedroom, so it wasn't so secret, right? That's awesome. And, and I would like sleep on the floor at Friday and Saturday nights. I'm like, Dad, I'm going to sleep on the floor. We'll watch movies. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So I would sleep on the floor, and I think they were asleep, and I'd be like trying to sneak in the chair and look inside the chair, and he'd be like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'd move real quick. <laughs> That's good times, oh, man. Oh, shit. I remember the first time I realized that that down there could be adjusted. Oh, yeah? Because... Because in my dad's magazines, it was all like wookie nookie. They were hairy ass. Yeah, they were back then. We're we're talking like 60s 60s magazines, right? And then later on. Down there. Yes, yes. It was like Ewoks. Hey, we're we're of one mind. Uh, But then when I realized that it could be transformed, I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, it can be sculpted. Sclean, yeah. Hey, everybody, we're sculpted here. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 423, and I am Vince B. You are Vince B. I am David A. Price. That was musical, wasn't it? Mm. Indeed you are. And from four years into the future, I am Arno Stark. Wow. You're not at all. What? You're not Arno Stark. But can you believe it was Iron Man 2020? 2020. Thanks for sharing well, Yep. Well, I you know what I I don't wait for the Iron Man movies anyway, so <laughs> that's how I feel about the comic and the movies. I don't care. Right, how about no Tony Stark? He's a schlep. Heel. We saw that in Civil War yep. when he was trying to trying to stomp down on my man. Yep. At Cap. least he's not a Hydra agent. <laughs> Neither's Cap. We so, don't know. But I, no, you're not Arnold Stark. You're Jason Wood. What is up? And you do not have to switch teams to get the best deals on your favorite funny books and collectibles. All you gots to do is go where? DCB Service. That's right. Discount comic book service. DCBService.com where you and everybody you know can get the absolute lowest prices on your favorite comics and collectibles. Once again, the list is not up. Slackers, because the previews came out last week and the list is still not up. But it's a holiday week. I'm calling them out. I don't care. The book shipped on time, didn't they? They came out on Wednesday. Wow. Blowing up yeah, our yeah. over here. Come on. Yeah, blow it up. No, seriously. Because I look forward to it. I want to see what I'm going to get this month. But anyway, rest assured, what do I always say? There will be many discounts, and they will be deep. Oh, deep, deep, deep on the cover. That's right. Go. They are the best. Absolute best. DCBService.com. Got my box this week. It was loaded with goodies. Oh, yes, it was. Rimming. And one of them... Uh, was Twilight Children. You do the so monthly? May- yeah. Yeah. I like the anticipation. Uh, of the mo- man, I don't know. I like the. I can't. I can't do it. No, see, no, that, that's your generation with that. Instagram. My generation. I thought, you know, so, yeah. It's so funny. I wonder if the <laughs> listeners at home realize how I'm so. He was, he was God smack. 
as the, the, the youngster, the young and the, the child. Boy. I'm 41 years old. Uh, Wait, before, he was... not to get off on a tangent, but at work, yes, I have a coworker who is 26, oh. mm-hmm. and we have an intern from who's in college, right? So we're all in my office today after the market closed. We're, uh, I forget how we got to it, but we were talking about, uh, oh, my, my, the guy that works for me that's, that works with me that's 26 is, uh, is, uh, lives near where Sylvester Stallone lives in the city. So he sees Stallone and his family sometimes. So he was talking about how gorgeous Stallone's daughters are, which prompted us to look at them. And I said, well, they are attractive, but the most attractive daughter of a celeb is Cindy Crawford's daughter. Who looks like Cindy Crawford? So I dis huh? I disagree. Well, either way, that's that's not Mister Mr. Bean's daughter. Neither is neither here nor there. Is is the most attractive neither daughter? But so our intern looks at me and he goes, "Who's Cindy Crawford?" Oh shit! I'm oh like, my oh my really? god, dude! <laughs> so, so I'm like, it's she's the most famous model of her of her era. She was like the supermodel of all supermodels. I'm like, she was like. Christy Brinkley after Christy Brinkley. And he goes, Who's I go, I, was, I saw him. You don't know who Christy Brinkley is. He's like, no. I'm like, My God. I'm like married to Billy Joel. And he's looking at him like, you do know who Billy Joel is, right? He's like, I've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, when were you born, dude? He's like 95. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. <laughs> uh, time keeps on slipping. Right? Slip. Yep. Yeah. We done. We're over. Over. Or so they think. But it's not true because we have the experience. Can, is this the part of the show where we remind half of our listeners that just because a comic comes out that does something that bothers you doesn't mean that the decades of comics that you read and enjoyed go, disappear? Like they still exist. <laughs> that should be a standard disclaimer. We, you know how they do the, the legal speak on the car ads? But yeah, yeah. We should do that like at the end of every episode and say, you know, your old comics are still there. They didn't evaporate. Like newsflash people, people, Nick Spencer did not kill your childhood. It really nope. didn't. Like all those cap issues, man. The Grunwald, the Cap Wolf, you were down with. Oh, I love Cap the, Wolf. The the Nomad era, the U.S. Agent, all like it all happened. I love Cap. It all Wolf. happened. You you still read it when you were a kid. You still loved it. Yeah. You you still have the back issues in your long boxes. You could That's still the, read them. That it, it's like this. This is what causes outrage with cat not cat wolf not anything else exactly. that happened before this but this oh and and how two panels two panels and a funky warbly looking flashback is going to erase 75 years of character history everything that happened before so they'll be pissed about this issue but they won't throw out the 50 plus years of comic books that that of, of captain america stories see i i i, I love you guys I really do for, for, for taking that road, but I don't think that's the real issue here. Okay. I think the real issue is people that threaten the well-being of a creative. That's just, type. that's, that's, oh, just well, that's the, yeah, I guess I combine it all together in the sense that, I mean, that is just absurd extreme. Yes, I mean, I, I think anybody that's, and, and I would argue that the people that are doing that are, are legitimately mentally ill. Oh yeah, and there's a problem. Has, I mean, they need help. Yeah. So, so I don't even, uh, you know, needless to say, I mean, that's, you should, nothing that, like, threats to one's life should, should be, like, unless, <laughs> unless you've hurt, like, a loved sure. one, like, 
Right. Nothing can justify a threat to your someone's life, right? No, no especially not art. You're, you're you're threatening the life of someone over art. It's insane. Uh, Maplethorpe, you know, got threatened, but he put a crucifix in piss. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, I think that's... Yeah. I mean, isn't it fascinating, though? I know this is a little bit... Vince and I talked a little bit about this last week, but our man DAP got bounced for the due to the weather. Uh, Isn't it... Or due to that fire. Isn't it strange, though, that, like, what things set people off? Because if, if... Again, we've been at this a long time. We're old motherfuckers. Like, if we were to chronicle any character that we like or that we know about, and we were to just make a quick riff on some of the crazy shit that's happened to them over the years. Yeah. Like, there is tons of crazy-ass shit that happens to these characters. And most of the time, it doesn't seem to really set people off. But then every now and then, one thing happens. And it's like a small, very vocal subset of the world loses their goddamn minds. Yeah, I think it's because of the timeliness of of the um revelation what with civil war being really big now the movie well i heard a lot of people and, trying to tie it into memorial day how it was like somehow right yeah like of course the creators are jewish because that has anything to do with it but it, right it's, exactly yeah, yeah and it there's between the people who just are hearing it Third party, they, they didn't even read the issue. They, they see a headline, they see a Yahoo News headline, they, they, right. they see it on Bleeding Cool. They're just going to take that and run with it because nothing really um, bolsters your argument than, than being misinformed. And then you have people who just as if they've never read a comic book before, and it's it's the first part. Of a new story. This isn't the last ever Captain America story. This wasn't the final chapter. This is the first part. It's like you don't even you can't wait three fucking no. weeks to see where it's. It, it, I just oh, that's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I, I just again. I, I think it's a it's a. I don't want to say generational thing, but no, you could tell that the, that the people that are bitching, like. In, when we were kids or teens, we would have read something like that and go, "Oh no, this is crazy! What's going to happen?" They don't want to postulate and 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 try and you know f- shuffle pieces around and see where they could be going with this. They just want to get enraged, thinking that this is it, this is what's happening. It's like, but what, what? I don't it's, it's fiction. Though, is is because again, we're talking for the most part about people our age that are acting as if somehow this negates all the things they enjoyed, and that's, that's what really str- str- uh, confuses me the most. Is that if you've been reading comics for let's say the last ten, twelve years. I can understand almost like having reactions sometimes to this stuff because you've been grounded in a type of comic that in many cases hasn't been all that scary. I mean, not scary. It uh, hasn't been all that strange or random. It's been largely quasi-reality based, you know, and, and just the way that it's depicted and has more gravitas and they try and make these characters more real and human. Whereas, dude, when we were growing up, I mean, you know, these guys were creating on the fly. There was no content. Yeah. They were like, all right, we need a story this month. All right, how about we create so-and-so and need a so-and-so. All right, great. Like, it was it was truly out of their ass. Like, str- like shit didn't make any sense. Like, if you yeah. like, go back and read an essential, go back and read an omnibus from the Silver Age and tell me any of it made sense. Like it was it crazy. It, it makes kind of weird sense, but no, but I mean it that, was random that, and strange and crazy right. things happened and then they were all back to normal the next month. It was it was just it was just it was just a story for a story stake and sometimes they were memorable, sometimes they weren't, sometimes they were totally wacky, so, you know, it's just it's just the way it was and I think more more creative people should throw caution to the wind and just let it all hang out and create on the fly like that. Mm. 
Why not? Well, I get the sense that Remender's Run wasn't beloved right. by a lot of hardcore Cap fans, and that's fine to each his own. I begrudge no one disliking or liking a comic. That that's that's totally the point of consuming something if you to enjoy it or, or if you don't enjoy it. That's your right. Um, but again, there's an example of Remender guy trying to be a little crazy with it, and I love that run right. because of oh, me too. Yeah. But yeah, experiment. Yeah. That, that that's what art's all about. Just just well to. Some people, uh, just try different things. Take a character who is associated with a certain ideal and throw him on a different planet or in a different scenario and see how it works. It, if it doesn't work, it, you know, at least you tried. You gave it a shot. Right. Like, look, look at Kirby's Black Panther stuff and then look at the, everything that the character did after and, and the creative people that put him in, in, in different places after that. They're totally different, sure. but it's still Black Panther, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Great characters. I don't know. And this is crazy. We're wasting. I don't think we're wasting time on this. But this no, is, you're right. It's, we could be talking about better stuff. It's a week old country. anyway. Just yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. What you drinking? All right. I'm drinking Pepe Mac. Huh. I, I need the caffeine. Whew, okay. And Dunkin' Donuts is closed. Ah, uh, you're funny. I try. I don't drink that Dunkin' Donuts crap. Thank God. It's McDonald's. Best coffee anywhere. Well, you know that. I know it's good. I don't know about best, but what are you drinking, Bo? Uh, I'm drinking. Ah, there we go. Ding, ding, ding. There we go. Right. I'm drinking. Coming at you since 1829. Budweiser. American as it gets. Uh, by my man DG and his son, straight out of Pottsville, Yangling Light oh, nice. Lager. No, not the light. Yeah, the light. Yeah. Ah, the light is swill. Oh, it's so good. No, it's not. Oh, it's so good. I usually, I love to agree with you because you're so damn smart, but it's not. Oh, it's good. so delicious. It's not even. It doesn't even taste like anything. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> you must have Kryptonian taste buds. Glorious. <laughs> damn. What you drinking, DAP? Uh, well, this is for Vince because of the, the vineyard, but it's, uh, it's gnarly head, authentic black, uh, limited, limited release. A uh, dark, bold red wine. Ooh, very nice, it is, David. It's nice. This is smooth. All right, we got lots oh of comments God. to talk oh about. Oh my God! Does anybody have thank yous? I know I do. Do you? Yep. I don't think I do. I don't think I do. I have one, and it's from our friend across the water, Mr. Matt Burden. Okay. Yes, he uh, he heard us talking about the free comic book day books, and he noticed that uh, one of the titles we did not bring up was the uh, 2000 AD free comic book day book. So he sent me a copy, and one of the things I found very curious about it is, if memory serves, the American edition of the 2000 AD free comic book day was standard comic book size. I was going to say I have it sitting right next to me. Yes, it is the um. Native version is magazine size, oh, like cool. they've always been. So yes, he sent me that, and I, I read um, a nice chunk of it, and I agree with him. Uh, it did not disappoint. And and once you got, I would like you guys to read it because there's a lot Sitting of right stuff. Um, we should talk about that. Well, no so. one sent it to me, so you guys talk about it. Thank you, <laughs> Mr. Burden. I haven't read it myself yet. It's sitting right here, though. So. Uh, I'm telling you, there's there's a lot of initial chapters of stories that. Damn, Mr. Burden, I'm going to probably pursue the subsequent issues to find out what happens. Or the eventual trades, because the stories were good. 
A lot of vampires, a lot of werewolves. Huh. Sounds like Twilight. That's yes. great. No, not together in, in different sparkle. stories. Oh, because yeah. that's just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy talk. Is one of them Captain America? That's... Yeah. No. The Dread story was good. There's a uh, Rogue Trooper in there. It's good stuff. Oh, sweet. Rogue Trooper's on the cover. And the cover's by Mike Allred. Wow. It's an awesome cover. An awesome cover. Not an awesome cover. Uh. So. Ugh. Uh, comics. Do we have... um? Time to talk about the rebirth issues that just came out. Did, did we all read them? Well, yeah, I read some of them. I don't know. If, I don't know how many came out. Four. Four. Then yes, I read them. Yay! All right. All right. Let's take this the easy way, so we don't go off on a we don't sag on a low note. Which one was your favorite? Uh, for me, it was it was the Batman Rebirth. Okay. So we can talk about that one last. Okay. My favorite, this is a huge surprise to me. Don't have a lot of love for the character. I mean, Bronze Age, yes. Uh, his, his use after that, not so much. I thought the Green Arrow issue was the absolute best of the four. Okay. Interesting. And David, did you not? Did I think Green Arrow was the best of the four? Yeah. I did not. Oh, what'd you like? Uh, he's like, well, <laughs> He's like, I'll let you know next week. It's, no, I, <laughs> each of them kind of had some, some, some really strong points. I, if oh, I, uh, no, it's, it's probably my favorite of the four was the Superman one. Wow. We are all over the oh. map. This is going to make for good, good, uh, good radio. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like None the of us Batman. Green Lanterns. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was definitely bottom of my stack. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Ah, jeez. And Bennett Green. still doesn't know how to draw a collared shirt and a necktie. Yeah, but I gotta say, the Bennett's contribution was far better. Not initially. Not when, uh, not when Homeboy was cleaning the, uh, the garage. That was a little uh, choppy to me. But yes, the, the, between the two, Ed's pages were, uh, much more easier on the eyes than EVS's. I think the initial spread is a Van Skyver. Yes. Yeah, with steampunk and it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh Dominators? Yep. Come on. Yep. Yep. Fat Dominators, skinny Dominators. That's okay. I'm down with that. Dominate because Invasion is fresh. I'm I'm rereading it because um yeah. like I said I'm reading the Legion series right. and Legion spirals out of Invasion, so I'm like, "You know what? I don't really remember a lot of Invasion, so I'm going to go reread it." Let's set um, this up. So it's we're talking about Green Lantern's rebirth. Yeah, uh, and I realize by, that's not. That, I'm sorry. That I know that that's not Ganthet. That's not actually the Guardian Ganthet. I just right, but he's yeah. blue. So <laughs> we got. Yeah, we got the joke. Written by Jeff Johns and Sam Humphreys, with mm-hmm. art by Ethan Van Skyver and Ed Bennis. Yes, I, the, I the big. It, it kind of was a mess, but there's there were two exc- exclamation points for me: the Dominators and the Manhunter. Yeah, and only to find out that the Manhunter was basically just a uh, training exercise. Well, but still, there's one scene where uh, one girl who's dressed in a soccer uniform jumps into another girl's arms, and I was like, oh, it's on now, because I thought they were going <laughs> to back it up, and then I realized <laughs> they were sisters, and it became really a lot less fun. Well, hey, stranger things have happened. Yeah. But yeah, kind of lackluster. I mean, I do like Power Ring from the, the Dark Side War. Right. 
Right. What about Simon Baz? Do you like him? Not at all. No. Racist. Not my favorite. Not anywhere near my favorite lantern. But he has a gun. That's that's strange. <laughs> I know. Uh, this it, it seems it, it was weird to me to have the first Green Lantern corner of the DC Universe Rebirth book be two rookie Green Lanterns kicking it off post Rebirth. Right. Um, and it's you know, I mean the 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 last page was you know again if. If you're familiar with the characters and, and, and what, uh, the whole spectrum war and things like that, then it was probably a, a, a pretty heavy moment. But overall, it's, um, it, it was a, it set up this new book. It was zero issue for this title. And, yeah, Hal's going to make sure that they work together. And, you know, here's, here's two people with no training, don't seem to care about each other. Um, but I'm going to make you guys work together and, and you'll show me that you know what it means to be a Green Lantern. And it's, it's just, it, it's that whole, I don't, I, I'm not familiar with, with Simon at all because I, I didn't read any of his earlier stories. So I'm not sure why or how he ended up with a ring. I realize why Jessica does that, that still doesn't move me at all, but, um, you know, if Hal shows up from time to time, as a, I'm not going to be sticking with it. If maybe when it crosses over with 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 the other Lantern books, but I'm not going to pick this up just because Hal Jordan, drill instructor, might show up from time to time. I and and the art, I I don't know what the hell EVS was doing with some of these poses, especially when he when he when when he has them summon their their lanterns, their batteries. She's over there doing this weird. I just I <laughs> I I couldn't put this book down fast enough. Yeah, you know, I really hate to jump on Ben Skyver, but it looks to me like there are invisible fingers pinching the heads <laughs> of of his characters. They they have this crazy squinty pinch face going on, and I I just don't get it. I don't understand why someone would invest all that time and energy in a background like that, like the one with the mountains. That took time, maybe, or it's a really good Photoshop trace filter, which I don't think so. But it just, it just seems like there, there's excessive diddling going on in, at the expense of some really nice sequentials, like, like pace this thing out, plot it out, make me believe that these are the events of a story instead of pretty pictures all strung together. I just can't and, understand and, why we need to pencilers on a 22 page book i know I like know. And it's, ben skyver hasn't done a thing in like years like he didn't like well, they could give him a six there, month lead to get this done well there, there's the reason why because he's got all this this stuff well then george perez didn't but it's not like he 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 did the first 10 pages and then bennis took bennis was smack right. dab in the middle of it. it it's like it right the van skyver stuff was 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 bookends but only van skyver still does that whole i'm a green lantern i'm going to overcompensate by by putting out this signal the, the the green emblem siren off my chest as I'm flying through the, because I thought maybe he just had Hal do it but then when he again when he has him summon the battery then the, their little lantern emblems show up popping off their chest that just seems to be a Van Skyver thing it still annoys the hell out of me it's it, it's useless but it's just but yeah I, I'm gonna stop talking about this issue and there are some Bennis pages not all but some 
that are darkened pencils. Yes. There's there's no ink on it. That's the other strange thing. Which right. was my comment about it, it's not sharp. It's choppy. I'm not a fan of it. No, I'm with you. Yeah, this was a bust. It made it I hadn't read now I loved I loved, loved, loved Johns's like original Green Lantern run. Loved the whole thing. It was the only time that I really read it and I read it for years. And I really fell off the Green Lanterns the last few years. I haven't read a single thing about them, much like David. I knew Simon Boz was created because there was a lot of buzz behind him as a as a um uh an Islamic you know, character and all that, and they were trying to preach diversity, what have you, but I haven't read much of anything with him in it, and uh, I just, for me, I, I, this did nothing for me, I, and, and I know, and, you know, at the end, spoilers to people, with the, the reveal that the Red Lanterns are coming, it's like, haven't, there's been a Red Lanterns comic for, like, five years, I, like, is that a big deal that the, like, it, I feel like they're, um, like, a regular fixture in the DC Universe, we've seen Atrocitus and Blee's in it, in their own comic for like five years now, so yes. But what that says to me is that that continuity is is still there. Yes, oh, I see. Yes, okay. mm-hmm. it, I mean you. There, my kids are, are fighting upstairs, and I'm going to go up there and ground all their asses. Um, and that just means to me that the, okay, this is part of what we're keeping people. You loved it; it's bad. I see. Okay. So yeah, I gave them that. I'm, okay. And look, I do love those colors together. Like the blue and the red, uh, the the blue and the cat is it, with the red is awesome. Those colors just pop, and it's just. I think that's why. That what's the name of the cat? Um, not uh... yeah. I think that the why that character resonates as more than the other new lanterns is because the color scheme. That the, and it's a cat. Yeah, okay, but it's well, someone's those got colors, a fight chip. Those colors are electric. Dexstar. Dexstar. There you go. Hilarious Squeezing the pomegranates. So, yeah. All right, what's next on the list? We want to tackle next. Um. Well, we each had a different favorite, so. Yeah, let's let's do the. You want to do Superman? No, stick with the green. Let's do your Green Arrow. Okay. Okay. I loved. I loved. That green was a Arrow. close second for me. The bottom or no, the top? top? Oh, good, good, yeah. good. Uh, like I said, I don't have a lot of love for Ollie. The 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 preaching and the proselytizing and the soapboxing and the whole liberal agenda thing. Which okay, I get it. It's it's awesome, but there it it it, it tends to be overused with with this character. They, it, that's the thing out of his mouth all the time. Depending, well, I like on, that on, she called him a social justice warrior. In the yeah. well, that's cool. Yeah, that's but um, I'm also a romantic. And the fact that they put Ollie and Dinah yeah. together uh, they, in the first issue, and the heat that was coming from them, like you, she wasn't entirely enamored with him at first, but she saw through the veneer to the to the the, the real honest, concerned being underneath. And at the end, there is the promise of them getting together, and that. Where Ali is, Dinah should be. The art was Otto Schmidt. Yes, man. Let me tell you something. And he must work digitally because he's he's credited with art and colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but wow, I I'm not familiar with with this this gentleman's work, and I was loving it. Oh yeah, yep, loving it. The there, art is what made it for me. I did not care for the the dialogue much of the dialogue. Oh, um, come on. 
it's just like crazy anatomy. No, it's just uh, yeah. Well, that's pretty much. It's like the whole the, the banter of. And then there's this one panel where they're they're uh, they're they're kind of posing with uh, with with the, the fist in the air. It's just some of it. Just it, it, the words and pictures don't kind of match. Or when he uh, when he rescues the woman by by firing the arrow into the pit. Thank God she she had the uh, she's fast. The, yeah, to, she, she was able to catch. <laughs> The arrow, like when it sticks in the ground, so she could pull it. It's like it was just oh, some that. of it. Just it, it was it was so they could get to the last page. And I get it. So we're gonna you know move it along. But I this was not a uh, uh, for me a, a splendid marriage between words and pictures. I, I thought it looked beautiful, but I, I did not dig on the story or, or the way these uh, mm. what was coming out of their mouths. Man. See, I thought the I thought the story was was appropriately silly. Me too. Enough. Yeah, it it was it had a a, a bronze feel to it. You, these adversaries, the the human traffickers, the the one guy looks like Nosferatu. Yep. Yeah, like it's just weird. And and the the masks that the buyers oh, wear, those are it's, crazy. It's it's off kilter. It just the whole thing just worked for me. AF. Yep, it just worked. And it's with you, and even even the stuff like with saying that you know we're only going to do it. I'm going to play it with Lex, you know, Lex, LexCoin cryptocurrency. Yeah, very yeah, modern, very, a very modern interpretation of all of this. I, yeah. I, uh, for me, the art was just such a massive win that, yeah. uh, I was pretty forgiving of the story, but I like the chemistry between them. I, uh, it's I, I it's a brainer. I, I think you really have to not either know the characters or just not be, if you cannot have Ollie and Dinah work together, then, then just don't write the comic. This, they yeah. pretty much write themselves. They, they, they should be together. It's, you're doing more if you try to keep them apart. It's just, there's, right. just, just let them, let them do their thing. There are things that are inevitable. Right. Well, Ollie and Dinah are one of them. Mm-hmm. Or, or should be one of them. Yes, I agree. You, you need a constant. And the whole thing with, you know, he, 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 he shaves his goatee because the whole thing is everybody's talking, you know, Mr. Weirdbeard and it's just, it's okay, we get it, you know, it's, but it's not even like it was a hipster beard that's going down to his navel or anything. It was just, there was a bushy beard, but that's, that's just, so it's, there were, yeah. I said, the, the art is, is what, uh, I was grooving to with this one. I, I like the design. I love the visualization of the Sonic Scream. I thought that's really yeah, well that's, done. Yeah, that's, that's that's circles. Yeah, very well done. Yep, yep. This is what it's um, your ears bleed. Yeah, I, David. See, I'm a sucker. The the, the panel with the fists up that, that got me. <laughs> but it's I was <laughs> all right. Oh, I don't know. The last page when they when they the last panel they close. It's just a close up of their lips. It's great. Oh, yeah, oh, that was great. Yes. It's it's the end of the night. It's it's daybreak. They're going to be out on they're, they're out on the roof. It's it's that's that was a and the movie. underground men are everything the mole men should have been but never were. Yeah, yeah, the boys. Yeah, <laughs> that's a gut punch to Vince. Kid. Yeah, I can't co-sign that. Uh, but I never liked okay. the mole men. All right, um, the moleoids, I guess I should say. The one panel again that also got me was was when um, they're they're climbing down into the the subterranean thing, and she's talking. Dinah's talking to to Al, and he's got his hand. Yep, on, on her, her head, head, on her head. I saw, oh, yes. this is awesome. Yes, yes. He's like petting her. Yes. He's petting her. That's the first thing I saw when I turned the page. <laughs> it's so great. How could you not fall for a woman that looks oh, like that? Oh my goodness, dime piece That's of work. But I mean, their whole conversation. Well, I guess I don't know you. Well, I guess you don't know me. And it's like just oh, I, that was just. I, if I heard that out loud, I would be just like 
trying to pull my eardrums out. It just oh, it didn't work. Wow, man. That's I, 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 See, I have a question, and, and I, I'm sure it'll be worked out in time, but what exactly was it that, I mean, I know it's the Wally thing, and he's trying to right the, 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 uh, the cosmic wrong that was done. But where did the shift, if, if, did the shift happen yet? Huh? Are these still the new 52 characters? Yes, yes. Okay. This is the way I interpret it is, and we didn't talk about the rebirth issue. Well, we, the three of us, but it's, it's the, uh, rebirth, nothing, nothing changed. The only thing that no, happened is my question. Right. So nothing. Everything is still from from what happened in 2011 is still moving forward. The only thing is, Wally, the the the, the previous post crisis Flash, Wally West, is now part of the New Fifty Two, and the Clark Kent post crisis Superman is part of the New Fifty Two. So Batman, Green Lantern, everything else is pretty much still moving the way it was. They're just folding in some of the things that used to work or the things that kept us around. Okay. But so do you think that if Wally is successful, that it will be like a light switch going off? Like these characters are all like, okay, Barry remembers Wally. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't remember Wally. So Barry now has some of that old right because memories. Because Barry, now that he sees, now that he found Wally, pulled Wally out, Wally, as he's telling us the story, this is all Barry's fault because he saved his mom, which kicked off Flashpoint. And right. when when Flashpoint ended, that's when the ten years were stolen, and 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 so Barry's the reason why this is all happening. But now the the uh, now I believe Barry, we'll find out, but I believe Barry is aware, which is why he's apologizing to Wally. Barry is aware that he fucked up and, and what he did. And because it, it all points, it all goes back to that letter that Thomas Wayne wrote to his dead son that Wally brought back from Flashpoint. Okay. So do you think it's going to be a gradual return to the status quo or the pre new 52 status quo? Or is it going to be, um, a very quick thing. I don't think it, I, I think they're probably going to want to, uh, retcon some things like, like talk, they'll, they'll do a one year later where we'll, they'll show us what happened during those 10 years. Maybe I don't think we're going to go back 10 years. I think they're just going to kind of tell us some of the things that happened in those te- or the five years before right. League started. So, so one can infer based on what's going on in this Green Arrow comic, that Dinah and Ollie may subconsciously remember the old times. And, you know, for whatever reason, it that, I mean, it's still there. Those those times did not go away, no. if we believe what DC wants us to believe. But I'm so under the that impression is, that this Ollie is much younger than the Judd Winnick, uh, Brad Meltzer, Kevin Smith-written Ollie. Oh, see, that was one of the things I really liked about this book, that this Ollie was not as young as the Ollie in the TV show. No, it isn't. But when the, but when the Green Arrow comic started with the New 52, 
they made him younger, no facial hair, and then the uh when the arrow show took off, they, they kinda tried to keep it that way. Um but this this Ollie is this this is the same Ollie that was Green Arrow during the Jeff Lemire run that Jason and I talked about a while ago and, and it's but he is he's older now. I don't not not that much older, but no, he is he is definitely older than than the Stephen Amell version. So I'm hoping that there will actually be a time when Ollie and Hal meet up and say, Hey, remember that time when we hit the road and we had that those those well not so good times, but remember those uh, times? See, I'm like, also yeah. curious to know since she she's aware of of um of Roy and, and his junky ways where right. um if that's the whole killing people with a kitten pre flashpoint stuff or if Roy did some stupid shit post because I wasn't a fan of, of Red Hood and the Outlaws. I wasn't really anything that, that Arsenal was part of or Speedy was part of, I, I really wasn't reading. So I don't know if she's talking right. about the new fifty two Roy or if she's talking about anything from before then. Well, let's hope it's before. Mm. Well, because I mean, I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff when they, when, when the, the complexity. I just of, wanted to of, start making her some chili. That's why. <laughs> no, the complexity of, of the way they can conceive the return to, it just fascinates me. There's so many different possibilities. Yes. Yeah. And all of my, I'm, I'm speaking hypothetically. I have no, I'm just throwing shit out. Well, at this point we all are. Right. Because because we don't know. Yeah, like I'm not sure. Like I'm not sure I'm buying this. Like nothing's changed. Like the whole point is, they just realize that there's a ten year window of missing. Right. Not they. No, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that nothing changed. I'm just saying that that for the most part, these characters are the same characters that started the New Fifty Two. They they may be some might start to be aware that. This isn't, if the new 52 is supposed to be the same pre-flashpoint earth and they're missing 10 years and everybody's like just slightly changed, then, then yeah, they need to find out where the hell those 10 years went. But I'm still reading these as though for the most part, except for Superman, except for Wally West, most of these characters are the same characters that started the new 52. Got it. For right now. Right. Yeah. All right. All right, let's go Batman. Let's do it. Some guy named Tom King well, co- wrote this. Co-written. Wrote, co-wrote this with, with uh, Scott Snyder. Some, some guy named uh, Snyder. <laughs> uh, I was a little bit lost. Art by Jason with, book. No. And, uh, no, Fe- uh, Yanin. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, his other words. Yeah, Art by Mikkel Janine. Sorry. Yes. June Chung did the color art. Uh, like I said, a little bit lost with some of the characters in this book. Like I had no, I no, no idea. Yeah, but I like them. Yeah, and I He's think not Robin, the, which I like. Not in name, but I, I think the the costume is kicking. I love the costume. Love yep. Yeah, I um, the uh, the calendar man is always welcome, as far as I'm concerned. And like David said, I'm looked. He's a time lord, he's obviously. Doctor. Because he's not calendar man, but the the way they depict the calendar man in this is phenomenal. I'm going to give yes. all that credit to Tom King. Mm-hmm. 
I love the whole molting oh, aspect. It's so gross. It's great. And, yeah, all, and then, all the good shit about this is Tom, as far as oh, I'm concerned. Oh, 100%. Right, Tom, I don't know about that, man. That's, that's, those are the parts <laughs> of the book that I like. I mean, regardless of who's responsible, the names on the cover, King or, or Snyder, the, the concepts in this are really cool. I got one bone to pick, though. What? Batman is, or Bruce Wayne is unbelievably disciplined. He's brilliant. He's arguably the most calculating person in the DC universe. Yeah. Dude wouldn't be hanging from the side of a building, right? <laughs> oh, I like that. That's great. That's no, awesome. dude, that makes, it makes no sense. Like, a guy like that wouldn't risk his life just simply to be work to get a pump on. Like it, like it wouldn't. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it was it made it for, for a great, great visual. visual. It, it yes. made for a wonderful <laughs> panel. I'm just saying. And this is a visual <laughs> medium, right? Um, I gotta say, I think uh, Yanin's Bruce Wayne may be a little too damn handsome. Yeah, a little young. I thought for a second it was Dick Grayson. He's incredibly handsome. Yeah. I say that being 100% um, comfortable Maybe in my sexuality. Maybe having uh, Mikhail model him after himself. I don't know. It's like, hey, yeah. Trummy is Batman, Mikhail. Um, awesome Batcave. I have no idea when Alfred got his hand back. Oh, we, yeah, oh, they, um. That's right. It, um, I heard the, uh, I heard the guys on that fanboy talking about it. Uh, it was, it was, uh, the last issue of Batman. How did he get it back? I, I don't know that because I didn't read the issue, but they were doing their reviews and they were talking about how Schneider in the last issue of Batman put all the pieces back the way he left, he got them. Oh. Yeah. Love the layout of the splash page with the bat-shaped uh, panel progression yes. on the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Echoed by the cape up the top. Now, what, it's just, what's the deal it's with nice. in the first panel, Alfred is picking an avocado when he meets Duke? And then at the end, he throws an avocado down the the well, the, down down the hole for the bat, like in the bat. But like, what what's the significance of the avocado? I'm not understanding that. Uh I don't know. Okay. I thought maybe he was feeding the the. Uh, I don't want to say that R word, but the the challenge dude that used to fix the Batmobile. What's his name? Oh, Arnold. Was it Arnold? Yeah, he's feed, oh, whatever. He's feeding Arnold. Uh-huh. Here, have an avocado. No, I don't, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't understand the, the avocado either. We didn't get, uh, David's thoughts on the idea of there being three jokers. Well, we didn't, I, I have about 20 minutes left of last week's episode. How I heard the three jokers part. I heard the, the interview, uh, with the detective and the blonde who may be Saturn girl, who may be dream girl, but I don't, Definitely Saturn. I don't. Yeah, um, did you guys talk about Rebirth at all? Yeah, we did. Not no, a lot. We talked some about Rebirth. You we know, did mention the Joker thing, though. Yes. Yes. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I, I mean, it has the potential to be brilliant. Yeah, I, conceptually, I agree. if if your deck has three Jokers, there's something really effed with the deck. But right, you know, exactly. I think it's it's a neat twist. And what 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 kind of mind? What would that do to to Bruce's mind because for a guy again so meticulous and the world's greatest detective to not realize or ever think that it could be more than one guy right it's the meta aspect that that really fascinates me that that you have the you know the golden age goofy joker and then you have the quote modern age and then you have the the new 52 joker it's the killing joke version you're right and it's it's neat it's just it's it's it speaks to the the changes in the medium Yes. And it, it keeps them from 
having that one version that's the one that they got to come up with a name as the one who's been around forever now there's like like you said jason is there's there's room for it to be really really strong as far as the possibilities are now duke's parents they have this maniacal grin on were they affected by the joker's yeah. nerve gas yeah okay. when uh i, I think it no. was um right around the time when alfred lost his hand is when uh the Joker was attacking Gotham. That was why um, even uh, that was Schneider's Alfred. Joker run, right? Like that was when he yes. finally did the Joker, right? Yeah, that was that was that was leading up to before Batman died and and Jim Gordon mm-hmm. took over. Uh, but yeah, so Batman saved Duke. He wasn't able to save Duke's parents, um, and then that's when We Are Robin starts. Is that uh, Duke is basically um, in in the system. And, uh, trying to go to school and, um, there's things just aren't working out for him, but he knows that his parents are not well, but he, um, it's once he gets caught up in the whole Robin club, um, uh, and I, I, I didn't finish, I, I, I didn't get a chance to finish Robin War yet, so I don't know um, where uh, or or the subsequent issues of We Are Robin. So I'm not sure how how Duke got from the club, the gang, to knocking on the uh, the door of Wayne Manor. Right. Uh, speaking of that double page Batcave spread, did you take a look at the vehicles in there? No. Look at them. All right. Take oh, a good and look you know at what? Him. I'm just I'm so I realize now what this avocado thing's all about. What's that? It's about him having his hand back. Oh, just the fact that he had. Yeah, he's picking was, it was with it, his hand, I, right? Yeah, that's what it's about, right? Okay. Well, I still don't understand why he threw it in the hole. That I'm not as quite sure of, but right. I, yeah, unless you other start the issue that way. The vehicles are all the bat vehicles from the movies. From the movies, yeah. Yeah, you got the tumbler. You got the uh, the There's Keaton the key one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That is cool. Like that a lot. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty sick spread. Nice. Yeah, I thought this issue was kicking. I'm excited I'm... for for Tom, man. You know, it's uh Yeah. It's let's be honest, it's if he was on the show as a guest, he would admit this. It's massive shoes to fill. I mean, DC Rebirth part of it is much like what Marvel did with Marvel now, they they're taking a lot of their existing creators and putting them on new titles to spice things up. So pretty much everybody's on a new book. But, you know, I mean, Schneider Capullo's reached legend status at this point on Batman. So yeah. um, it's it's a, yeah, it's a daunting task, and I, I'm sure he's up to the task. It's just, you know, it's, it's going to be I, – I just I – hope, I hope fans give him a chance to tell his stories because, you know, often when you have a seminal run, it, it's hard to be the person that follows that because inevitably you're being directly compared – to the seminal run and it's people focus more on how it's different instead of embracing how it's different. So I mean, personally, I think you need to go in a completely new direction. Like you have to, you know, you, you, you don't follow, you don't follow Miller, Mazzucchelli, Daredevil, right. With the same kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like you, you gotta, mm-hmm. you got like, like the reason I think Wade Somni worked so well is because they took Daredevil in a much different direction. So it could be its own thing. And I think with Batman, they have to do the same thing, you know? Like, I think he needs to have a different kind of pacing, tenor, 
don't don't be fucking around with the Joker anytime soon. Don't do the Court of Owls, you know. Don't, totally agree. Right? Totally agree. Like, do your yeah. own things, establish your voice, and then you know when you have an audience and you've established yourself, then then do your Joker story. Then do your, you know, bring the Court of Owls back if you want. Just don't. I don't know what, I'm, what the fuck I know, but I'm just saying like that would be. No, I think you're. T- I think you're completely right. Um, one of the things about the Green Arrow was I got a really strong Court of Owls vibe from the buyers. Yeah, I was wondering yeah, if that yeah. one was a Court of Owl because of the mask, but then I just I actually decided after it wasn't. It was just right. A different random mask. It's reminiscent. It though. is. Yeah. 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 For sure. Duke, a bunch of faceless antagonists, but Duke's all right. Well, then a lot older here than. Uh... Who is? He has Duke. He seems a lot older here, oh. and I don't know if it's natural aging or if if um, if Mikhail just draws him older than uh, than Corona did or, or uh, anybody else. And I guess uh, Lucius uh, is a, looks like Obama now. I didn't know that. Yeah, he <laughs> de-aged. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. So we know. Yeah. So I guess we got the. We're, we're saving the. Um, the uh, most wordy for last. Yeah. Superman. Yeah, even even with even with a recap of of Superman seventy five, it's oh. it's a wordy book. Uh, Worth the price of admission. And this for is me. written by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason, who wrote the uh, the final days of of Superman, the eight parter that uh, that you had to have read before reading. The DC Universe rebrand issue. Drawn by Bruce the Barber Beefcake, a.k.a. Doug Monkey, yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. Inks by, uh, No. No. Yeah, uh, Jaime Mendoza. Yes. Jaime. That's my man right there. <laughs> Come on. That, didn't that spread make you just like, oh, Which spread? Man. The Doomsday spread. Well, I think the- this is where, uh, I, I mean, we all had different favorites, but it sounds like Probably the most divergent opinion here is going to be on this book. I think I loved it. I I hated it. (laughs) No, why did you hate it? Because I want I want Vince to bring me back up. Why did you hate it? Uh, It's really it's it's. I think it just gets down to the fact that I just find Superman insufferably boring as a character. And reading this just was like this read like every other Superman. This read like every other time anyone's ever said, "Dude, you should give Superman a try." It's worth it now. And then my I read it and I'm like, oh, it's the same fucking character. My heart is broken. Can you oh, hear it cracking? Jason. Oh, I was Doomsday. so bored. I'm like, I don't give two fucks about the dead version or this version. Uh, see, this was, they could not have failed with this issue because it is our Superman. Yes. It's, it's, our, it's our Superman. Collectively, comic <laughs> fandom. No, th- this is the Superman back in continuity. I know he was in Lois and Clark, he but no, he didn't. But this is inserting before him before Convergence. He kind of did. They're inserting him into the the, the big picture now, yes. where before it was isolated. Now he is global uh, or universal, so to speak. And he sets the stage with saying, "Yeah, you know what? I died once too." Well, can I ask you a question? Since you didn't what? read much of any of the New Fifty Two, right? I right. I, I stuck and I don't in. Think David read much of it. So, how is this character now that he's decided to be Superman and be out in public and saving the world? How is he going to be different than the Superman 
that's existed for the last few years in the Cooter book and the other place. Because I know I'm asking honestly because I, I read none of it after the first few issues of New Fifty Two. I stopped reading all the Super books, so I have. I'm, I, I'm asking. I don't like, have a... like what was bothersome about the Superman of the last few years that makes you giddy and clamor for quote unquote your Superman. Well, I can tell you what made me stop reading it okay. is arrogance. Right. The character the character had an arrogance to him that that our Superman just didn't have. Okay. The uh the our Superman was the one that the burn reboot keeping Ma and Pa Ken alive until John's decided to kill Dad and, and that was that was the one that most uh, a lot of us enjoyed reading in the eighties, the nineties and, and, and the early aughts and then the uh the new fifty two Superman was the one with the action comics, uh, Morrison, Rags Morales with the blue jeans and the, the looking like the 1940s hobo dude. And then you had the, uh, the Man of Steel version from the movie. That's, that's the new 52 Superman. That, that's the one that was in Justice League during Dark Side War. That was a, that just wasn't, it wasn't just the arrogance Fitz was saying, but it, it just, it wasn't, there was something missing. It wasn't. But he did come close at the end to claiming some of that, the, the idealism and the, the moralism of his predecessor. I will say that the character matured into a reasonable facsimile because of our Superman towards the end. Toward, because it was towards his end. He had, there was nothing else. He, that's, it was a sacrifice. That was all he had left to give, to do. It was just, it was. Right, because it was written for him to do that. But, you know, I mean, they probably said, we're going down this road. Let's take him out. And at least, like, with a bang and, and the sacrifice to rally the troops, it worked. I think it worked. The issue wasn't great. As we said last week, but the sacrifice was uh... oh the whole thing and and the 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 seven parts leading up to, i I was reading it when um when the truth storyline started when 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 he was depowered and he was and and his his secret identity was was found out thanks to lois and um then Vandal Savage got involved, and that was just a mess that that he gets he gets his powers back. Because Vandal Savage is trying to pull the Fortress of Solitude out of the Antarctic, <laughs> and and so Superman's like on on the the aircraft fighting Savage. Savage shoots him, so Clark falls back and down, and he's about to like get impaled on the fortress on the spikes of the fortress. But the fortress kind of opens up, and he falls in it, and that's when um, the fortress recognizes the does a bio scan and, and realizes who this person is and restores Superman. And then that's when he gets the cape and everything else back. And now he's right. powered again. The where it got kind of crazy leading up to Superman sacrificing himself is this Denny Swan. He goes and picks Lois up at her apartment, the new 52 Lois. And he goes, I want to show you something. And he flies her to California where he shows up at the whites residence where Clark White and his son Johnny are in the kitchen having breakfast, making breakfast and the, uh, uh I'm sorry, dinner, it was breakfast for dinner and then 
then he comes in and he goes, I don't know why I'm here. Something's something I've been drawn here. Something just brought me to this place. I mean, I'm trying to figure out how he knows that Clark White is Superman. Why? And it, it's never explained. So I'm guessing whatever drew him to it is also something that was pulling the strings in the rebirth one shot. And that's when things kind of got a little off the rails for me. And that's when New 52 Superman ends up in California so that he can fight Denny Swan. And then that's when the, our Superman joins. And then so Superman sacrificed himself and, and that's, that's great. And that's, that resets everything because we were trying to figure out what's going to happen now that everybody knows who that Clark Kent is Superman. How does that get fixed? And it, it's, if this was the plan from when truth started, then uh, kudos. Cause I didn't see it happening this way because convergence didn't come out. I don't think until after that. And I don't know if when the, the those two issues of, of Superman during the convergence event were so well received that DC decided to, to, to change course or something. I don't know where things started to, if it was always the plan, great. I don't know if anything changed, but the old, super, the new 52 Superman just was not, I, I something was missing. Yeah. And that's why I didn't stick with it. It wasn't. And, and I mean, there were some neat things like in this one, when, when, um, Clark says, okay, well, that's something I never realized. I, I, I never thought to honor both sets of parents and, and then, uh, but it just seemed this issue it's like he's, he's so convinced. He's so at, oh no, we're going to find a way. I, I, I died. I came back. We're going to find a way to bring him back. And he just gives up. It, it just, it seems a little, it, it, it was, it was, it was kind of there as an issue. It, it was probably the one I enjoyed the most of the four, but it, it was the one that also all the others kind of set things up with, with Green Lanterns. You kind of know where, where they're going with that. You, you, you know, that, you know, Green Arrow and, and, uh, Black Canary are going to be a thing Ooh. now, and 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 with Batman, you know, hey, Batman and Duke and Alfred has his handbag, and everything's great. But with this, this was basically this was a self-contained. It 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 was Clark talking to Lana, and basically saying goodbye to the new Fifty Two Superman, and and now with the new Superman number one, we'll. Which is basically Lex Luthor. Anyway, I just, this was, for me, this was the oddest of the four just because it, it wasn't really the launching pad that the other three were. Well, but I, okay. I must say, like, I, I, I feel like fucking Superman v. Doomsday is like, it's Superman's version of, of Martha Wayne's pearl necklace moment. Like, shut your dirty hormone. <laughs> I mean, how many fucking times do we have to talk about you can't talk about it. Lana, oh, you but can't Lana, talk about this, it enough. This Lana didn't know that. She doesn't. So I understand, but the guys read every one of us reading the comic has seen this a thousand fucking times by now. Yes, yes. It's like Jesus. I, you exaggerate. Yeah, but it could give me one page of it as he's recapping no. his own. Life. It's like it's like oh, it's got all about me. Got to be all about me. Let me tell you a ten. Let me take ten of the twenty-two pages to it was, tell you about it the was six pages. It was it was three. I mean, it's like three, come three, on, three dude. It's like I mean, we all know fucking what happened with you and Doomsday. Like Jesus, it's like. I mean, Vince, I know you love the character. More power to you. I'm sure people will say the same thing if I was waxing poetically about T-Ray and coming back to Deadpool. But, I mean, damn, dude. I mean, we, I mean, does anyone that's reading this comic not know 
that freaking he fought Doomsday and died. That's a pretty big assumption. Oh my god! I mean, maybe really? there are some. Yeah, maybe there are oh, some that okay. you know. I, I mean, I, it, I I will agree that it's probably the minority, but it it is a tale worth retelling to set the stage for this character. It defined part of who this character is. It, and, it destroyed and him. another minor nit. Another nit. Sorry, gotta go there. I really didn't. I didn't like this issue. I, I, the, 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 your, your Clark and Lana go into the the, the Fortress of Solitude, mm-hmm. and by Dap's own admission, in a prior issue, the Fortress of Solitude scans Homeboy, the other Superman, figures out who he is, gives him a shit back. This fucking all of a sudden now he can't figure out that it's not fucking Kara that's that he's talking to. Like, the hologram was like, oh, I must be dead, and so you must be Kara. It's like, Forge Solitude can do anything. Now suddenly it's not smart enough to know that it's not Kara that he's talking to. But, but he didn't... No, that was the crystal this, he put in. Right, he made yeah. this recording for Kara. He, right. he doesn't know that... He, he doesn't know Clark White. He doesn't know there's another Superman on the planet. He just thinks that Kara's the only other Kryptonian on this new 52 Earth. He has no idea about the previous Superman. So he oh, I, I get that. I get that. I'm saying, but I don't understand why, why then... We should have a conceit where, like, his assumption is that the only person would ever find this message is Kara. No, he. The assumption was that the only other person on the planet, the only other Kryptonian, was Kara. So she would be the one to receive the message. But why? Like David said, because well, why would you Kal- assume that Wonder Woman might give the message, or that Batman? No, because she's message. not Kryptonian. The reason, and and why he says, if um, like we spoke about the last time we were here together. During the final days, when he's going around telling everybody that I'm dying, he went and picked up Kara, brought her to the fortress, and told her. And he goes, listen, I'm pretty much done. I only have a few days left, a few months left, whatever. So that's when she found out. So that's why he's it, it's worded that way. It's, it's, so it's it's a callback to, to that eight-part story. But that's they, that's why he would say it that way. Mm. It didn't work for me, but cool. Oh boy, cool. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I I just I yeah, I think part of it's the character. I just really just don't just character does nothing for me. You should be in awe of Superman. Why? <laughs> why? Can I remind because you, by the way, you are the world's biggest hypocrite. You, I'm not. You spent the last three years disavowing Superman's very existence on this show. Because of the new 52, yeah. Yeah. But, alright, you, you click with Captain America, right? Yeah. I mean, he's Why? not one of my favorite characters, but yeah. Alright, why? I don't know. I mean... You know. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know. For this, I think you click with Captain America for the same reason that, that many people click with Captain America. His, his idealism, right? He's, he's, oh, he's, uh, that's why a I super... push back on your, on your starting point though. Like, I've never been like, Captain America has never been. You've never heard me say like, "Oh, hey, that's one of my favorite characters." But you respect Captain America respect. because because he, I don't know that I respect him, but at, but the come on, the, the character of Captain America commands respect not only because he wears the flag, but because he has ideals. Sure. He stands for something, sure. right? And he has and he has the power to back it mm-hmm. up. But he's only a a man who's been jacked. He, I mean, he's he's mortal, right? Now, you, then you get Superman, who who stands for many of the same things that Captain America does, but he has the ability, should he choose to do so, to destroy the very planet. 
yet he's not corrupted by that power at all because of the two people that raised him. Right. That was the crucial deciding factor in, in No, I get in all Superman. that. We don't need to. No, I know, but I know, being the person I am, that if I had the power of Superman, I don't, I'm not entirely sure I would be as altruistic as Clark. I mean, the guy well, works. Your point, he, hold on. But let's, I mean, let's, let's not like reinvent history here. The character that we're speaking about was the, I mean, he is the archetype for the superhero. He is the original, the OG. Like, he was created as an ideal idea and with an ideology that was by design perfect and completely unrealistic, right? And you have, we have talked on the show many times that the problem with Superman from a business perspective and why the comic in all of its forms for more than a decade hasn't sold well is because it's very hard to tell mm-hmm. compelling stories with a guy who you essentially have to by design do a MacGuffin or a Deus Ex Machina every time you have an arc because as you noted, he can pretty much do anything he needs or wants to do to solve right. an issue. And so it's very tough to balance. How do we make it seem like a believable story with gravitas or meaning when ultimately he can do pretty much anything he needs to to solve it. Now, right. he is not in any way, shape, or form the only character that has this problem. He's the first. He's the original. Um, Marvel has a ton of these same kind of characters. I mean, any character yeah. that's like a god is essentially that or an immortal. I mean, hell, even Wolverine's like that sometimes, right? I mean, Wolverine jumped on Galactus. And it's like, you know, I mean, I, like if he can not get killed by Galactus, right? Like, And that's a, that's a problem with storytelling for a lot of people. And for me... Um, I don't at all have a problem with the Clark Kent, like, humanity part of the character. I find that pretty compelling. I That's just, what I'm saying. I just had an issue with the fact that I just, I, like, it just seems like there's nothing he can, he's, we know he's going to figure out a way to, to, to win. And I know that most characters in the same way, they always end up finding a way to win, but, but he's just, you know, he's just a god, and he can do anything. And I just think it's, I th- yeah, it just makes for. I think it's I know, the restraint. Story. It's the restraint that works for me, mm-hmm. because Clark Kent goes to work every day. He goes to work. If you had the power to move the sun, why would you go to work? Why, why not just like use your super speed, rob a friggin' bank? You know, don't hurt anybody. Right, see, always, exactly. See, I, well, I mean, I, and I don't want to turn this into a. Into a bash on the Superman mythos. It's one of the greatest char- fictional characters ever created. But I would argue that, like, it's a waste. It's a colossal waste for a dude like that to be acting like a reporter for eight to ten hours a day. That's the thing, though. No, but that's, that's how like, he's going. No, but if this dude truly is this perfect person that you all are making him out to be, that believes in doing the better the, for the better of of the world above all else. He should be spending 24 hours a day saving every part of the world. No, he, there, how many times have we seen Clark go AWOL while on, on the job? Right. But he, again, if we're talking, I mean, how many things but he's not got. in the world? Well, he has to protect the, 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 the both, though. he's got to protect the secret identity as we have seen. Why though? Why does he need a secret identity? For the same reason why Peter Parker does, because the, the villains will go after his loved ones to get at him. And he doesn't want to endanger the people around him. That's just honorable. That's what you do. No, I would say I disagree. I think the honorable thing would be to not have loved ones. To realize that you're a creature that has got a, a higher calling. You're a god. You have a higher calling. 
your calling is to keep this world that you love safe and you and one of the burdens is that you don't get to have a life you don't get to have loved ones that's your choice that's your sacrifice that which would have been fine had the rocket not landed in front of the kents but he was whatever whatever Jor-El wanted his calling to be whatever if whatever version of Jor-El you're going to believe about you know you'd be a god to these people or you know we'll just let you fit in it it's the only way he's he's not going to to dictate how people should live their lives the reason he's a reporter is because he's trying to because he's not human because he is not from this world He's trying to get a better sense of that. He's trying to not fit in, but understand what makes everybody tick. Being a reporter, you can ask questions. You can find things out. You may not be able to experience them yourself. You can't walk in those people's shoes, but at least you can hear their stories and get a better understanding of the people you are trying to protect and save. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, again, and I don't want to – like I look, as I said, he's a classic – all-time great fictional archetype like i like he's the there's a far greater and easier path to argue why everything about him is awesome than not i mean that's why he's existed as one of the you know in for 80 years as 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 the as the character you know as he's iconic for a reason so i'm just saying you know for for me put it to you this way for me this issue read like every other superman i've ever been asked to read when someone's like, give it a try, man. I think it's like, and it just, it, and so if you're a fan of that, which you guys have been most of your life, then I could see you liking it. For me, it was nothing different about like, there's which, nothing, there's no angle about this that says to me like, Oh, this would be a cool take. It's like, Oh, that's the Superman that I expected to see when I opened up the first page because it's the Superman I've gotten every time I've ever read in the Superman book. Ergo, not for me, but again, it's not, a, it wasn't a bad comic. I just, no, didn't. but that's, so what you just said though, that is, that's what's, at least for me, I'm not that's the selling point. That's totally not, exactly. That's, that, I, that's why so, you guys love it. I get it. Yeah. Yep. The fact that it was no different than all of the other, well, but I it was different. That, but it was very similar. Years. Yes. Fair point. It it it, it was going back in time. Sure. And I will right. say this: I, I I was more thinking about it. Like I actually think that Cap and him for me are like totally different because I do find the Clark Kent component of the character interesting. It's, it's, it's the Superman part I don't find interesting. Um, in Cap, it's just the opposite. I frankly find Steve Rogers to be a unbelievably uninteresting, boring, milquetoast character. I think Cap the hero is awesome. But every time, I mean, I've never taken one of his relationships seriously because he's so stoic and so pure and so ridiculously ideological that you can't picture the dude get going balls deep. Can you? I mean, can you even picture it? Like, no, I mean, like, he's just not even, like, he's not, he's not human. Like, he's, it's ridiculous. He's like, he is a representation of a human that never existed. So it's almost a mirror image for me. I, I don't like Steve Rogers as a character at all. I love Cat the hero. I find Clark Kent very engaging. Uh, I've always enjoyed the, the bits I've read about, uh, the juxtaposition of his alien history with, his humanity. It's why I've liked the movies. It's uh, like, I love the, the, the Smallville part of his life. Um, but I don't care for the, the hero. So it's, it, they're really like mirror images of one another, frankly. Yeah. So Clark is, Clark is cool. Dude's been on other planets yet. He will sit and listen to you as in, in his reporter, uh, role and talk about, you know, the mundane things that happen on the planet when the, he's been out of our galaxy. Yeah. That's, and, it's just cool. And I guess, you know, this is one of those things where, 
I guess because I didn't have such history with the character, for me, I inher- I inevitably compare any other Superman story I read to All-Star Superman, which to me has never come close to being touched by anything else I've read about Superman. So, And I realize that that's a different depiction than the one that you guys are very nostalgic for as well. So, All right. You know. Plus Doomsday. <laughs> Plus Doomsday. <laughs> Greatest Superman villain ever. Love it. Like away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mankey killed it with that splash. Good God, look at that. That's power on the page, I thought, baby. I thought everything until uh, that he... I wasn't keen on the angle that 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 final that money shot when 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 Doomsday oh, yeah? and Superman took each other out. It wasn't because you can't you didn't the the angle of the, it was not it it didn't match up with it didn't look like Doomsday took Superman out. It's like oh you know I gave him everything I had and and you know that he but but the whole because I, I read seventy five recently look, it doesn't it, yeah. it's not that whole thing where he cuts his his it's just. It, didn't it doesn't look like they traded blows. No. It looks like Superman took them out. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that's, but yeah. I mean, everything else with, with Lois crying and Jimmy taking the picture and, and the flag on, on making it, uh, this cape look like a flag. It, he, he did a, he did an admirable job. It, it just, yeah. That, that one. Again, was, like, like King, uh, working in the shadow of Snyder, 75 is a tough issue to beat. Right. And it was smart in a way to make those three pages to make those six pages three double page spreads because seventy five was nothing but splash pages. So right. you can't you can't recap that story in in nine panels on a page. If you can't give them maybe, but yeah. And and I will say I'll, uh, there there's one nit as far as I'm concerned. Lana. The no the art degraded over the progression of yeah, really. I now what, coming from and, and Vince I, I, you, I think I think the last few pages Lana looks like straight out of like an like like an avatar comic. And I'm not and and like whew, yeah. when you guys I don't I don't know if Jason ordered I know Vince ordered the Lois and Clark trade, but when you I see did. after you get it, I, I need you to tell me I did not when, order it now. Okay. But the way Lee Weeks draws that Clark. And even, mm-hmm. even the way Yvonne Rice did it in the, uh, in the rebirth one shot, that, that's, Doug draws him a little bit too pretty. The, the, it's just, it's not, it didn't match what, what, what Lee Weeks and everybody was doing before. And, and it's, so that's. Now there's a little bit too much Galacy in that last panel for me. Yes. Too much Galacy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, so, I mean, there's some. That's okay. Yeah, but yeah, but no. So it's um, but I mean, well, here let's 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 uh, let's think, let's re- let's recap. Which of these four do you plan? And admittedly, these are zero issues. Which of these four do you plan on reading the first issue of the new new versions of the series? Batman. I'll I'll read all the first issues. Yeah. Uh, I probably won't read Green Lanterns. I. Now, what's weird is, um, because all the DC books are pretty much shipping twice, if you look at, uh, Green Arrow, it is not Otto Schmidt doing the art. It is, uh, Juan Ferreira. So I don't know, yeah. and this is, oh, he's and, these, good, and these are chapters four much and five. Different. So I don't know if Otto did the first three or the first issue and then, uh, Juan comes in and does it, but it's, I'm guessing Green Arrow number one is not going to look like Rebirth number one. No, I know. 
That's actually a, one of my concerns. Not that I have an issue with Ferrero per se, but I do think a little bait and switch here on the art kind of stinks. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I did the bundle, so I'm getting the first issues for every one of these DC comics. Okay. So I guess I'm going to try each, but in terms of those that I will be eager to try, I mean, it's, it's Green, Green Arrow and Batman. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard for me to turn. I mean, I'll, I will always give a Green Arrow book a shot. So I will, even though I wasn't thrilled with Percy's take, I'm going to give him more than one issue. So I'll read Green Arrow number one. Definitely Batman because I'm not going to do that to Tom. And, and it's, um, and I, I'm going to give Superman a shot just because the new 52 Superman isn't around anymore. But yeah, as far as Green Lanterns, that's, that's not going to happen just yet. I will reluctantly read the Green Lanterns number one. Let me just know to how see it what's is. going on. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the the other three were all wins for me. Cool. Yeah, I think I'll make a prediction here, and then we'll we'll sag into something else if you want. I I think the surprise hit out of all these rebirth Super books. Dash Man. Nope. <laughs> nope. I think the one that's going to take us all by massive surprise and be the most talked about book out of all of these. Wonder Woman. Interesting. Maybe. I've seen Liam Sharp's pages. They yeah, are no, phenomenal. See, and I'm going to tell you that it's uh, actually going to be uh, Deathstroke. So there. Well, oh, I didn't know you were going to say that <laughs> with Christopher I mean, Priest you really right now. You're going on a limb, though. I mean, like, <laughs> no, I mean, really. Rucka, when, I mean, right, like, I, mean, I, and, I and don't. Sharp I, and Scott, come on. When was the last time we really saw Liam Sharp? That's it. That's it too. Right. It's it's been it's a while. Been a minute, yeah, it's, yeah, it's and these these pages are unbelievably He's gorgeous. Sharp, but I'm pumped. Yeah, look at you. Oh yes, yeah, I, I mean I like Rucka as a writer, but I think the selling point of this book is going to be the visuals. You're yeah. crazy, dude. I mean, you realize <laughs> that's not the selling point for the majority of readers, though, right? Like that book is going to succeed or fail because Rucka's back doing the book, right? You know that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm excited too. I mean, I, 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 I just, it's you know, I wonder, how, how divisive in retrospect the Azarello Chang run was. I feel like a lot of hardcore quote unquote Wonder Woman fans d- detested that run. And, really? And I thought it was like the only run that was readable for the last 20 years. See, I don't, I don't know many hardcore Wonder Woman fans. Yeah. I think that's maybe part of the issue, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But all right. Segway City. Um, what do you want to talk? So, you all right? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just, I'm just trying to find because I mean we can put we can put the whole rebirthing to bed until the next batch comes out if we talk about those. But uh, as far as as last week's one shot and, and what you guys talked about, uh, oh, David's got something to say. No, no, no. do it. No, I'm just I. You got to. You set it up. You got to knock no, it down. I'm not trying to. I'm I'm I I no. I was really hyped. Did you talk about it last week? So I don't know. And obviously, you know, the as were we with and you. the winds and everything, you know, that's 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 all station is shit. But I'm just trying to, you know, as has did you guys say everything you needed to say? No, we we didn't really talk about it. We only talked about like let's say we mentioned we, three the Joker's. Yeah, we gave it the thumbs up. From Justice League, we, not even from that. We, we didn't say why. We, yeah, we focused more on Justice yeah, League. Yeah, no, and I heard, I heard that part. Yeah, the whole, and, and I realized what, what didn't help me, didn't help 
for me with, with Justice League was, um, there seemed to be a long gap between issues for me. And, and when I read 50, yeah. I didn't forget everything that came before it, but I mean, between when that storyline started and then you had all the one shots and, and. Right. You're talking about a 10 part story. For days. And I was just like. That's almost a whole year. Yeah. And so, cause yeah, cause it, it came out of uh, last year's free comic book day stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it, um, so that didn't really knock my socks off. But yeah, I mean, when you guys were talking about, um, the way, Everybody showing up at the, at the memorial where, where Superman had died. Um, the, uh, but as far as who's pulling the strings and, and what Batman finds in the cave and then the epilogue, I are, I know it's, it's no law. It hasn't been a sacred cow for a while, but is there as far as, as, uh, Pulling the Watchmen into it. Oh, I think it's uh, fucking brilliant. It's the best part of the book. Yeah, me too. I, I think it, it's a it's a really smart way to do. Yeah, it. I mean, I, that's it, the what? only thing that makes the book like impactful is that it. I love that they take arguably the most successful uh, comic DC comic ever and give it meaning to a universe that we never thought it had any ties to. But in a way that isn't offensive to those that are so clamoring for a return to their DC. Uh, right. So, and my understanding is we're going to see undercurrents of Dr. Manhattan's involvement in all this, but it's going to play out very slowly over the course of a couple of years, according to It Jones. should. It should play out slow. Yeah. I had to giggle with, when uh, Brevoort said, um, you know what? If it was Marvel, we would have done this all. <laughs> we would have that a time long time ago. ago. Absolutely, and it's it's true, yeah, sure which makes me scratch my head. You have a really big gun in your arsenal, and maybe it's for legal reasons. But why is Miracle Man not a member of the Avengers? Oh, right, or or, yeah. some, or something yeah, similar. Yeah. Like you got you guys can use Miracle. Well, I see. That's the thing. I'm speaking, and I don't really know the legalese surrounding the whole use of the character. I'm sure that if they could have used him they would have up until now because they made a big brouhaha about you know the, the whole casada miracle man image and like yeah we're going to be doing miracle man they published the reprints they did yeah. and 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 the 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 uh the um what what else oh they they did the uh not the reprints of the 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 more gaming series they did reprints of vintage miracle man yeah. and, and miracle man family yeah. stories but and then nothing which the reprints were really shoddy, by the way. Oh, but then, then nothing. And then, you know, you, you're left wondering, like, why aren't you guys using them? So I'm sure there's some kind of legal reason, but I think the goal to go back to DC, I really think it's the thing that separates this from just another reboot. I, I'm not, it, it will, it has to, I'm hoping that it just, it, it plays out well. It, 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 there's, there's the payoff is worth it. It's not again. They have it in their toy box. You should be able to play with what you have. Yeah. And I, I, like I said, it's not. It's for me. It's still a complete story. I could still read it. We, except for an epilogue and killing Pandora, there's really not a whole lot within the issue that I. 
for me, as I'm reading, as I'm turning each page, the, the fact that, you know, Wally is, is, is the narrator. He's, he's filling everybody in, letting everybody know what's been going on, why, why he remembers things, why things happen the way it happened, but he's still, he's, he's not all knowing. He doesn't know who's doing it. He realizes as he's telling Barry that, you know, there is some, something larger. There's someone else at play here and, and, you know, hopefully we'll find out. And, but like Jason said, I, I do hope that it does go on for a while where we're not hit over to have, I don't want it to be next summer's big event. Just right. That right. should happen. I just don't understand how the comedian's button would get into the back. That's right. So it's just right. And that's, so if that's just Dr. Manhattan, uh, beyond it, just throw shit I'm around. Try, yeah. I'm trying to understand, like, what did someone kick it into the sewer drain? And then it went into this, you know, like, how did it get, was there some kind of matter manipulation going on? And if so, why? Maybe like, it it's was. A, it's a button. What? Like, does the person that moved it know how important that button is? Okay, so when, it's just, when, when Wally shows up, because you gotta have a flash in front of a Batman when a crisis occurs, when Wally shows up in the Batcave, and then the lightning zaps away, the lightning hits the wall in the cave. So I'm thinking that the button was just in there with Wally. Oh, okay. That's cool. I like that, David. So that makes sense. I, I, I reread it over the weekend and because it's, it's not, I don't even notice that shit. Yeah. It, it's just, and, and the Jimenez pages were fucking gorgeous. It, it, there were, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, the EVS cannot draw Batman's belt. I, I cannot stand that. I don't like that. That, belt, that is stupid looking, but. It's cumbersome. He would not wear no, it. No, how do you like squat or, it's just, it's, no. it's ridiculous. But, uh, but at least, you know, Janian tries to, to work with it. I, I wasn't as offended when I was reading Batman Rebirth, but, uh. Scaled it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He did. And, like, it looks like a World Wrestling Federation belt. <laughs> oh, that's Vince Skyver. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I thought the only time is Rebirth kind of slowed down for me is when, is, is with Arthur and Mira and, and, uh, I like that. That was touching. It was touching, but it was just, it was, but again, you know, when you have Wally reminding us that, you know, Ollie and, and Dinah have, have a connection. They may not realize it now, but it's, it's there. And, you know, so for me, it was just whether you read it as an apology or for the past five years or you just, you, you could read that into it. Yeah. So it, it just, it, I was just, I was thankful for even with the last page, the last few pages, I, it, didn't like I mean since before Watchmen there's just been nothing that I I don't whatever deal or promise that because Levitz isn't in power anymore I'm not going to go over that again it's just so it it is what it is they have it they they um it, I was texting with Zach and, and you know there there were I think he said that uh, he may it may have been neat tied into the the all-star superman universe or something like that i mean there, there were there are a few other avenues they they may or could have gone down if you want to play armchair quarterback but i i did not i, I didn't throw the i didn't throw my ipad down when i got to the last screen and and you know the, the bullshit and and storm yeah. out the room I, i'll be honest with you if they tied it to all-star superman it would not have the, the agreed uh, i would have been like that's and that's fine so it's it's you're not going to please to, everybody. To use, 
to use Casada's um, comment, Watchmen is the biggest dick in comics. Oh yeah, yeah. And to slam that down on the table yeah. is you, you have to look at it. You can't. It, it, it commands, you know, attention. Watchmen. What? That's that. You know, it's just a smart move. And and go, just to go back to to the Marvel Miracle Man comparison. How seriously? How long do you think it's going to be before we see Darth Vader and Doctor Doom in the same room? It's gonna happen. They're 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 gonna exploit the fact that they control all those characters. Oh, am I am I wrong? I hope so. There's they, there's got to be a, a Marvel Universe Star Wars. You're there, probably right. It, I hope not. I it's inevitable. Why you don't want to see it? No, no, I don't. Ah, I think I think I'm the possibilities. I mean, I don't know. You don't have to read it. Right. Do, no, just know it can exist. I mean, if you do it as a what if or something, fine, but like, like suddenly, like, I don't know. And I, I, I agree with you. There would be a very vocal, uh, component of, of fandom that would be like, it's travesty, but I think it'd be George kind of Lucas cool. is rolling his grave. So, X51 and C3PO sitting down, <laughs> you know, sharing stories. <laughs> that would work for me. I mean, a couple, couple things about Rebirth. Um, I really did enjoy it. I, I will say, I, Kind of like with the Superman, like, I, I, I don't know that I needed such a lengthy rehash of Wally's whole life and creation. No, no, that was the selling was, point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, no, I didn't know it was. I, and again, I like the issue, so I'm not going to be gross. But I, I just, I don't know, I just feel like, like, I, I, here's my, here's my <laughs> dilemma. This, and I said this when, when, when the, the event was going on in, in the new 52 last year and people said I was wrong and I'm, I'm turning out to be completely right. Um, shocking. Uh, <laughs> my God. Uh, dude, oh, like, like, being an old man who likes comics the way I like them, of course, it's great to see, like, them retrench and give us the shit that they know we want. But, in a, in a way, it's, like, depressing to me that their sales have been so shitty that they basically had to say to John's, like, alright, man, like, give everybody what they fucking wanted 15 years ago and make them happy again. Like, and like, and that's fun. Cause again, apparently the only people buying comics now are us. So whatever, like give, you gotta give, give your customer what he wants. But it's a little depressing to me that like all of the shit that both of these companies try to do differently, like gets completely just like dismissed out of hand. And it's like, all right, man, let's go back to, let's go back to that formula. You know, I don't know. It just depresses me a bit. Like it's the medium. It, I mean, when you have characters, who exist to sell you 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 can alter them you can even significantly alter them for a period of time but it always has to go back to the initial sculpture you know it's that's just the danger of working with with characters that bring in money lots of money yeah i don't know you know um mignola can do what he wants with hellboy because it's his and and we've seen it's it's done Right, you don't think Superman or, or Spider Man are ever really going right. to be done? Uh, I thought the Johnny Thunder part was cool. Definitely. That was, yeah, yeah. Um, very cool. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, what else is in the book. But the Wally Linda. Love. I mean, I, I, mean he... I know I don't have much of an attachment to either character, but I felt good because I know that I can I can picture the the tens of thousands of 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 fans smiling at the return of Ted Cord and. Yes, that, that that's pre-ordered, man. The uh, so, I'm getting it. The, yeah, the, no, that's for real. 
the establishment of the of Ryan Choi as as Palmer's right hand man sidekick, I guess, is cool for some folks. I, I I you know, again I don't have much of a tie to either character, but but uh but it's cool. That's cool. And and David wasn't here last week when we talked about this, but and I know he's gonna feel the same way. The inevitable booster gold blue beetle meet meet up when they just give each other a big hug and it's just like blue and gold, we're back. That's what I'm waiting for. That's one of the main things I'm I, I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. seeing. I, I thought it was very clever the way they had Pandora explode. Again, this was let's yep. make let's make no bones about it. I know you said it was you could it could be interpreted as an apology. This was Jeff Johns apologizing to the fans for what's happened the last few years. Yeah. I mean I this whole so. issue was that. This was fan service a well executed fan service. I mean that's what this was. And and, yeah. and probably again, that's why probably people like it. But blowing up Pandora was clever. Um I don't know how I feel about the idea of uh baby dark side, but I guess dark we'll side. you know we'll 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 see how that goes. I, yeah, it's not gonna last long. Um I'm with Vince. I think it's kinda crazy to think that every every person that ever meant anything to, to Clark showed up at the <laughs> It's <laughs> nuts, yeah. right? That's it's pretty like, nuts. I, I don't care if there was a reason I for know. it. It looked there was it was like Green there was a line yeah. a line waiting to say goodbye. Next Say goodbye. Okay. We, we got steel here. Yeah, Say goodbye. Storms, Marshall Manhunt. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand the Dr. Oz part, so I don't know if I'm supposed to. That's Ozymandias. But it's, a, it's also, um. Wait, what? It's Ozymandias. They, they, they're postulating. Oh, that's, yep. But, uh. Oh, really? Yeah. But we, but Oz, I mean, but, uh, I mean, he never carried around a Sith and work. I don't know, like. I think there's very little coincidence in the fact that he's named Oz. But he's cool. also no, he's, he's in the solicits for for Superman, so we're going to see more of him. Oz, yeah, interesting. Well, no, that is interesting. I hadn't made that connection, Vince. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I didn't either. I, I read it on a oh, I see. Um, very popular um, comics. I always like to see uh, Aquaman back in the forefront, so that's cool. Hell yeah! Happy to see that. Yes. Uh, it's gonna be some romance there, clearly, because he reposes. Um, surprised it doesn't look like Jason Momoa. That's, I'm glad he does. Oh, I'm glad too. I, I'm elated. Yeah. I, Jason Momoa is a good looking dude. Oh, fuck okay. And we'll, we'll probably do great things with the character in the movies, but. We'll judge by those 30 seconds. orange, green, and blonde. To me. Yeah. Very cool to see the, the bro, the bro hug. How could I ever forget you? Respect to that. Yeah, that's great. Respect. The, the flashes should be at the at the center of all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're at the center of crisis. They're at the center of every a, major a, shakedown. Of course, you're going to have him in. Oh, you also see uh, Constantine and Swamp Thing. But you, um... what's about that? How did Abby go over? To, I haven't read the book. Oh, so, I haven't either. Yeah, um, he said Abby went over to the dark side. It's like what? Are are you getting? Did you order the uh, the Hellblazer? That it's in the solicits. Yeah, I wasn't, but then I thought about it. I'm thinking, mm, I don't know. <laughs> this looks pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I I love how it, it's. Of course, you're going to get Jimenez to draw the the Perez homages when when you have Wally looking for for help to, to talk to the people that he knows and he goes fucking boomerang of all people but yeah it was it's just 
I don't want to. Yeah. No, I don't want to cut Jason off because he's getting into the uh, towards the end of it. All right, but it was more that that tilted the scale for me on Hellblazer. Oh, correct. So, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and then well, and then I mean, we were we sort of wrap up and then we get to your, your point about Batman and the Batcave, and he's he's uh, he's lamenting or trying to figure out what's going on with the Joker, and and then he and then he finds the the button, and then we get the epilogue, which is uh, we don't see him, but but if but uh, you know obviously it's Doctor Manhattan, and uh, it's nuts. And it's just cra- it's well, well, yeah. It's, what was funny, dude, it. is I was listening to another podcast reviewing this. And like the dudes are so young, they really didn't know Watchmen. So they were like, oh, and like I was like, man, that's freaky. You know, I would almost let that go if it was any other work, but to not have read Watchmen and you could, I mean, you could say this about me for not having read the, uh, New Frontier. I love New Frontier, but let's not put it in Watchmen. Right. I think, I think Watchmen is the one constant. It's uh, almost unforgivable to be a comics fan and not have read Watchmen. Am I right? I mean, it seems a little extreme. I mean, just because there's lots of stuff to have read, and we're forgetting our age. If you're tw- if you're 25 and hardcore comics, I mean, I, it's 12 issues. Come no, on. No, no, no. I look. It's hard for me to understand why you wouldn't. But I, but I, I yeah. But that being said, I mean, I read comics for. We did this. Sh- we've been doing a show eight years. Think of how many seminal comics I had never read until we started the show that came out decades before. I mean, yeah. But there's seminal, and then there's Watchmen. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Yeah, it's just come on, son. Get it, get get your game <laughs> out. Now, if you're gonna now, if you're gonna host a comics podcast as these people are, right? You got to know. I mean, let's not point fingers, but come on, read the damn book. Yeah. It's Watchmen for sure. It's the foundation. Yep, it's the goat. I tend to agree. Yep. The go. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about something else before we, we lose a lot of listeners here. Uh, why are we losing listeners? When we focus on one thing for too long, I mean, f- you know, fast forwarding, lose, losing them that oh, way, I, I guess. Um, what do you want to talk about? I got lots. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been boning up. You've been, yeah, you've been hand boning it. Hand boning. <laughs> David, do you want to talk about a certain book in particular I know you've read? What would that be? The best book on the stands at the moment from any company. Well, it's got to be a Valiant book. It is. <laughs> it is a Valiant book. Oh, Jason, you're very perceptive. <laughs> I said it on the Twitter today. I'm going to back it up. I oh, think no, like, I'm not up to date. Oh, you didn't read the the third? I didn't. I didn't yeah, read the no, Oh, my God. I also didn't read Divinity number uh, 2, number 1 yet because... So then I got nothing to talk about then. (laughs) But anyway, I will say, I said it on the Twitter, Bloodshot Reborn is the best book being put out by any company at the moment. Strong words. It is a visual punch to the face. This book does what every comic should do. Mm -hmm. The the art by um, Louis LaRosa, and you got to give credit to Brian Reber because... LaRosa is just working in black and white and Reber's adding the, the color art. And the, the, one of the, the most impactful things about looking at this book is the color art. Mm-hmm. It just, it's a kick to the face. And there is a kick to the face in this book. I'm spellbound by this creative team's work. The double page spreads in this, in this issue are, they're legendary. There's, there's a, a spread where old Ninjak and Bloodshot spiral out of a 
burning plane, mm-hmm. you look at this spread, you will never forget it. The, the, it resonates. It's, it's perfectly composed. Uh, there, there's three panels to the page. They're in the, in the ship on panel one mm-hmm. and it's burning and they're about to jump out. The second largest panel com- encompasses the majority of the spread. Bloodshot's tumbling backwards, swords drawn, ready to hit the ground. I don't need a parachute. And Ninjak is following. It is amazing. The colors are, they sing together. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit despondent here that you haven't seen this because (laughs) once once this hits your eyes you're gonna be like holy crap that's amazing. My complex is one of these days. The the veins in Bloodshot's neck are they're just pounding, and then he hits the ground. It's it's fantastic. I won't spoil it. David already knows the setup. Um, Bloodshot and Ninjak are going to uh, wreak some much-earned revenge on the Shadow Men. Did you read Part 2, David? I think so. Okay. Because the Shadow Men killed uh, Magic. They, they, they ran roughshod over Bloodshot's compound, and they killed Magic. He's pissed off, but really it's the only way that Bloodshot would agree to accompany Ninjak on his quote mission because, you know, he said to Ninjak, can you help me out with this and, and I'll, I'll go do something for you. So this issue is nothing more than, than uh, Ninjak and Bloodshot versus the Shadow Men. And it is incredible. It's incredible. It's just absolutely breathtaking. This art, you got to give it up for Lemire too. He's working real magic Mm -hmm. with these characters to take Bloodshot Take all the valiant characters that have appeared so far out of their element, stick them in the future, concoct this story about, you know, everybody can, can agree, uh, understand oppression. The, 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 the XO Manowars are running, running crazy, killing people, uh, within the walled city and they want to knock the, the man out of the tower. It, it's just, it, it's, it's a goal that everybody can, 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 you know, you can wrap your head around being oppressed. To the point where, you know, life is meaningless. It's just great shit. <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's freewheeling. Like the, the issue starts and it's over and it's like, what the hell did I just read? This is like an action movie come to life. And that's why I say this is the best comic being published because it, it's, it's instant gratification where it's just so exciting. But then you can go back and look at this art and see the nuances in it and just the, the incredible page design, character design, the sequentials are superb. It's just, I, I, it's not very often that, I mean, you know, we read a lot of comics and we look, the art, we, we, a lot of stuff really clicks and you, you know, respect, mm-hmm. but this, this one sticks with you long after you've read it. I, I, I think it's just, it's, it's amazing. Why aren't you reading this, Jason? It's a good question. Serial. It's a good question. It is a good question. That <laughs> hey, is a question whose time has come. Did you read Archer and Armstrong number two? No. I have them both right here. No, I haven't. Damn it, damn it, damn it. All right. Well, we'll put, we'll put the Valiant Love on pause till next week then. Damn. He's slack. We got Space Mullet next week and Valiant. Check, check. Yeah. I love, the, I, what I've read so far, the Space Mullet, I'm about halfway through. Amazing. Oh, it's glorious. 
Yeah. The mustache kind of throws I me. I know. <laughs> because sometimes it looks like a mouth. And it's like, what? And, and it, it breaks the contour of the face. So you would, you should think that, okay, it's a mustache. But a lot of times, you know, the, the, the recognition is not instant that it's a mustache. Mm. It looks like a mouth to me. Hmm. Huh. So what do you have to talk about? Which one is, which one of us are you talking about? I'm just floating that question out there. Um, Weird World 4, 5, and 6. Cool. I ordered the trade. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. Well, this carries you up through that. You got uh, Sam Humphreys and Mike Del Mundo. And <laughs> uh, really enjoying this series. And I, 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 would, I have not looked at the numbers. I would presume it's probably a series that's not long for this earth. Mm. But I, but I'm enjoying the ride while we got it because first of all, Del Mundo continues to be a beast, and to have him be able to play in a world like Weird World where anything goes, he's just having an absolute ball, drawing crazy, crazy shit. I mean, just giant cosmic Venus flytraps and Candyland, perverse Candyland world, and just, just, just super, super fun cartooning. Um, I mean, he's the star of this book. Let's be clear. Um, True. but the story is, uh, got hard. It's, it's in a way like a Wizard of Oz. You've got this, uh, kind of punk girl named Becca who was on a plane heading to Mexico to spread her mother's ashes. And the plane goes through a portal and crashes in Weird World. And she is now trying to find her way home. So it's pretty much like a Dorothy story. She becomes the intern or the apprentice for this giant female barbarian named Galetta, who is a wizard slayer. And they have a compatriot named Cat Beast, and uh, who is a wizard that's uh, whose body was slain by Goleta, and so now he's trapped in this cat's body until he can find a new, a new host. And they go on this adventure where they're all trying to find their own things. And meanwhile, uh, there's an undercurrent of a looming war for supremacy in Weird World between Morgan Le Fay uh, of Mar- longtime Marvel fame and her minions against. The Swamp Queen, who is is, a, is unnamed until the fifth issue, and we found out who the Swamp Queen is. But she has a massive army of man things at her disposal. Yes, and, <laughs> yes, it's hot. <laughs> How could it not be? Exactly, an army of man things. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's fun, man. It's a lot of fun. I have to say, I, I, uh, I think each issue is its own little setting and a different. Different visual aesthetic, and Del Mundo gets to go crazy with it. But I, uh, I, I, I think it's awesome. And and the 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 thing they're looking for that can grant them all of these wishes is called the Wuxian Seed, W U X I A N. But it's in essence the uh, one of the Infinity Gems. They just know they know it as the Wuxian Seed, but it's one of the. Infinity. When did they say that? Uh issue five or six. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, That's because Cap, Cap screwed up. Yeah. Dumbass. Yeah. Broke the, broke the Infinity Gauntlet. So, yeah. Uh, Superman wouldn't have broke the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. He would know how to use it. And then uh, <laughs> I got to shout out Power Man and Iron Fist 3 and 4. Oh, yeah. By David Walker and Sanford Green. Uh, it's a, a rare four-issue arc. It's actually wrapped up with issue four. The, uh, the story of, of, of their former assistant Jenny who had to go to prison because she killed her abusive boyfriend in self-defense. But 
got a bad, bad legal team and ended up going to jail. And she comes out of jail with, uh, with a, a new buddy who's a, who's a, a crime lord in her own right. And, uh, Jenny gets a necklace that, uh, imbues her with crazy power. And Danny and, uh, Luke have to combat that without really hurting her because she's somewhat out of, it's somewhat out of her control. It's more like a demonic possession type of thing. Um, and it's just, you know, Walker and Green are just having a blast with this. I mean, the way that they portray Jessica and Luke's relationship is hilarious. Uh, you've got awesome buddy moments between the two of them. It's a true buddy book. And, um, like I said, the fourth issue wraps up. So unlike a five or you know, we're used to five, six issue arcs, but this wraps up. So we're going to jump into the next, the next entire new story arc in issue five that comes out in, uh, I think a week or two. So, um, but you know, it's all about the visuals for me on this one, man. And like, it's just fun. Like they're looking, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And, uh, they, they go to see Dr. Strange and he can't help. So then they, they go see Senor Mystico, <laughs> who's like this, like, like, like Latino, like version of Dr. Strange. And like, he knows, like he, he knows the, uh, he knows stuff about magic that Dr. Strange doesn't know. Uh, bar- like barrio magic and, and stuff that, 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 that's, that just is essentially beneath strange because he just doesn't know, know to look for it. So, uh, super, super fun book. Um, number three, yeah. the third issue, um, yeah. our club is in the third issue. Yep. On, uh, early in the issue, uh, a couple pages after the title page when, uh, when the guys are, uh, Heading over, it's called the Eleven O'clock Club. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, it's, really? Yeah, it, it, it's oh, on snap. the wall. Yeah, yeah. So that's oh, what shout out. Sweet. Oh, that's awesome. Now, Jason, I have a question mm-hmm. that speaks to your comment that um, about series that that ran far longer than you thought with Weird World. Yeah. I know it doesn't apply to many series these days because like twelve issues is a long run. Yep. Before they flip the script and, and re, restart things, but um, in the in the eighties and the nineties, you know, long series were that was commonplace. Mm-hmm. What series that you admittedly enjoyed did you think ran longer than you thought possible with the buying public? So wait, longer than I thought possible, or do you mean that ran to a point where I no longer thought it was a very good? comic but i kept no 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 no, not the latter the former like you enjoyed it but you're just like damn this thing oh so many right i mean really oh sure i i i I mean exiles how long did that run oh oh forever oh yeah yeah at least 100 really it got that first volume yeah yeah wow flight and i say that because I, i mean alpha flight launched big right with being burns book and stuff but I can't find anybody that wasn't a hardcore Marvel zombie that has any frame of reference for Marvel Alpha Flight. That is not a book that anyone's ever gone back that didn't read it when it was coming out and thought, I need to read this. Like, it's just, a, it's a lost book. It's a lost yeah. set of characters. Most people don't it, most view it as just a, a very tangential team that exists in the periphery. I don't. That's, that's crazy to me. But yeah. I don't, I don't remember anything about that book. After Mantlo and Mignola left, 
Mm-hmm. You don't you remember the Jim Lee ones? I do not remember the Jim Lee years. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know if it was years. No, I'm just saying that 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 era. Yeah. Mm. I got a good one. Okay. I am a hardcore fan, mm-hmm. but I never in my wildest dreams expected Rom to run seventy five issues. Uh, oh, that is a good one. Yeah. I loved every single one of them, but there was a point like I was just aghast that you know, this thing, this, this is still being published. Nobody at the shop other than myself and maybe one or two others read ROM. Right. <laughs> um, trying to think of some other good ones. Uh, there was, I don't know about good. There were, um, in the late nineties, early, early two thousands. I, I love the hell out of this book. Um, because yeah, it did start in two thousand. Uh because the uh Carl Kessel and the Dotsons kicked off the series for DC. Uh they left the Dotsons left first. Kessel left uh around uh after two years, but uh Harley Quinn lasted uh, thirty eight issues. And that went on longer than I expected it to. I thought that would have mm-hmm. been done by by year two, but um and it was right around the same time as as the losers, the Vertigo book, because that that I think ended way sooner than uh than Diggle and Jacques Planta ended, but that was there was another one I was buying every month when it was coming out and I was a bit bummed when that ended. But again it was Based on what it was about and and who the characters were, I didn't think they would last as long as into the thirties as uh, as the book did. But even but I, there were. See, I don't even know because there's there aren't too many books that uh, aside from like Alpha Flight or, or anything like that. There really aren't too many. I didn't read Rom number one, so I wasn't reading that when that started. I went back and read some earlier issues of Microdots, but even but then that went direct market. But I I would I don't know if it would you count Ecstatics as a long off run, Vince? Uh yeah, I think that was pretty long. Yeah. Considering the, the premise. I mean because that that's a that. book where as I was reading it on the stands every month I'd be like, Wow, really? Like this is like Yeah. Who's really- I you know, I would count the the second incarnation in the miniseries the as well. Mm-hmm. Because that wasn't just Exiles. I mean, there were spin-offs. But it was, but, but Ecstatics didn't that spin did out I say of Exiles? You... Yeah, it did. It, well, it was essentially the same book. Well, right. Well, they just renamed, yeah, they renamed X-Force yeah. Ecstatics, yeah. And it was a really, really strange book. Oh, it was. It was. But I was, I was very thankful for it at the time because that's when my, my interest in the X book started to wane. Sorry. Blasphemy. Blasphemer. Oh. How about, uh, how about Shade the Changing Man? Oh yeah. Excellent choice. Yeah. I issues, love that dude. series. 70 Se- right? 70 issues. Yep. They're all great too. That's cray. Yeah. Um, yeah. what else? To be, to be honest, the, the one book that just would not die now that you're, you're over at DC. Uh, Vertigo was Hellblazer. Yeah. I never expected that book to last oh, that long. Yeah, uh, but that was a, that was a title that definitely had its ups and downs. How about the Spectre? On... 
The Hal Jordan book or the Ostrander? No, the Ostrander run. Sixty-two issues, man. Yep, I said it's respect, respect, right? Yeah, yeah, right. How about uh, how about Hitman? Mm, I thought that was a pretty. Yeah, yeah, you're maybe you're right. Um, Hit Hitman lasted longer than than I thought was possible. It, it it was a critical darling for a, a a long time though. True. Um, can't think of any others off the top of my head. Omega Men. Right. Uh, Look, I mean, Tom King wrote a great Omega Men run and only managed to get twelve issues out of it. Well, I was I'm I trying think, to think of longer running series. I thought you were implying like a longer running series. Well, the Omega Men was in its thirties. When it when right. it ended, right? Right. Yeah, that's that's three years. Sup- that's all. That's all. Superior Spider-Man. I, oh, I'm yeah. surprised that went on as that, that slot was able to to let that go as long as he did. I think they were surprised at the reception. I really do. Mm-hmm. Any version of Doctor Strange is a standalone comic. <laughs> Seems like it yeah. Never lasts. You're, you're probably yeah. right. It never yeah. lasts. I don't know why, but it never does. What was the longest Doctor Strange run? Probably Strange Tales, right? Like in the, in the late eighties. I think in the because it was bi monthly. The, the when when Butch Guys and Paul Smith were doing the art that was bi monthly. Um, and that only went up to the sixties or the seventies, I think. Mm. Huh? How about Starman? Because there's one where it lasted Bath. a really long time, and I feel like nobody, even us that were hardcore fans, were reading it. Like, none of us were actually reading it when it was coming out. But then it became one of those things where everyone's like, oh, you, you should read Starman. And then it finally, you know? Yeah. I'm still, I, I, that still baffles me because I, I've read it, but I was one of the ones that, you know, wasn't entirely enamored with what Robinson was doing with that book. Yep. I, I just, I, I, to be honest with you, I think it lasted way too long. Sure. That, that Doctor Strange lasted 81 issues. That's a nice stretch, that is, right? That is a nice stretch. There was one Starman book that I enjoyed. That was ah. the, uh, the, the Will Payton Starman. Yeah. Um, especially when Peter David wrote it and, and had the, um, the Silver Surfer and Galactus parody who ended up going into, um, Dave Mateus picked it up and, and he and Giffen brought it over to the Justice League, but, um, there was a Jason Pearson issue that was gorgeous. But yeah, that was early Tom Lyle stuff and that actually lasted 45 issues. Oof. That's like a monumental achievement these days. Started in October 88 and ended in April 92. Wow. Huh. All right. How about about Marvel Comics Presents? That was that, that went, went on forever. Forever, forever yeah, dude. hundred, hundred something, hundred forty something, hundred. Yeah. yeah, and that was one of the ones I would say like it was a glorified triumph book at points. That that overstated its welcome. Yes. it really did. But you try and get those last couple, very expensive. Interesting, is that right? Because because the print run was like twelve issues, negligible. Yeah, <laughs> they handed it all out <laughs> in the bullpen. <laughs> there you go. Nice. <laughs> Ah, that's cool. That's a cool little question. Nice little David. There. I like it. David, what do you got? Um, I got, um, 
Actually, I think Jason and I could talk about this for a quick minute. Uh, Black Widow number three. Oh, for sure. Oh, stop with that. He reads the Black Widow, but he... God damn it. Because I read the Black Widow before I read Rebirth last week. I'm talking about him. What about me? You read Black Widow, but you won't read the Valiant books. What? Because it's... great. That's crazy. One of the greatest (laughs) cartoonists alive. It's true. I'll uh, co-sign that. One of my favorite female characters. I can't co-sign that. <laughs> I can't. You hate women, dude. Uh, I, don't, I don't hate women. In fact, my Your Travels is a book with a female lead character. Is it Penthouse Comics? <laughs> it's close. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, you dicks. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, Black Widow number three, man. Yeah, yeah, getting her um that last yeah. page, though. But it was... Yeah, that last page though. There's um, what? See, you piqued my interest. What's going on with the last page? Uh, spoilers to anybody. Just five, four, three, two, one. She gets stabbed in the gut by a youngin. Yeah. Basically, the 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 bulk of the issue. She she has to go back to Russia, and um, she's uh, she's reliving all her childhood when she was being trained nightmares. Right. Ah. Oh. So. Um, so she goes, she goes on one mission by herself. She's a little girl. Uh, and the house mother isn't too keen on sending her, uh, the, the, the trainees out on their own, uh, unsupervised. But Natasha ends up pulling off the mission, but she gets wounded in the process. So when she gets back home, uh, she gets stitched up and the, uh, the woman in charge of the of the home is basically saying, you know, you saw what I did. I won't do it again. So next time you get cut, you're going to have to tend to it yourself. So she, um, she remembers that conversation and when they were in the basement. So when Natasha goes down into the basement, uh, because she's still on this mission from, uh, what the hell's the dude's name? Uh, it is, uh, um, the weeping it? lion. That's it. Yeah, and it was lion something. I was going to say lion's den. But so, uh, she's still on his, the mission for this guy to, to, to get the information he needs. And, uh, so she goes down to the basement and that's when she, uh, she gets shanked. So she, she didn't see that. So some, some super spy. I know. You're see that coming. Little so girl guess, sneaks up on her and stabs her. <laughs> so, so yeah. And then that's, so, so we'll see where it goes from there. And the, um, but the, the the cover was amazing because it's it's you basically Somni draws it, it it's it's the it's Black Widow and she's like holding hands with a bunch of uh, little paper dolls and uh, j- just the black silhouette like the the ladies room silhouette type of paper doll looking things and and it's it's uh but it's it just I I saw that cover and I'm like okay so we're getting we're getting some insight into uh into her beginnings and her, her, her origins of one. And, and it's very true. The, the covers that, that Sami's doing are, are amazing for this book. So, uh, but yeah, it was, is another strong chapter and Sami's not letting up as, as he, there are pages, there's some panels where he maybe takes some shortcuts because, you know, maybe darken a room or just, you know, zoom in on someone's face. You don't have to show so much of the background, but he is not taking it easy. There's nothing that uh, he's drawing 
every nook and cranny of these rooms. He's drawing, you know, it, it's the outfits on some of these people. It's a crowd scenes where she, um, the, the issue starts off. She's, she's walking down the street and everybody walking past her is basically just giving her one sentence from the, the weeping lion on what her next step is. And, um, so he's watching her because she's, she's got to wait for everybody to go by as, as each person is just given her one line of, of what, what her next steps are. And, uh, he's watching her. He could take her out at any time. He could take who, but then she has to give the slip to the shield agent who basically has a license to kill her. Maria Hill's like, yeah, just if, if you can't bring her alive, then just end it. And, uh, she, 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 she trips him up because she, she bends down to tie her shoe and, uh, he thinks he, he loses her. He gets out of the car. He goes to run after her, but instead of tying her shoe, she was just, uh, wrapping the, uh, the, the guitar string, the cat gut against the, uh, utility pole. And, and when he runs after her, he, she, she trips him up. It was just, it's just, it's, it's subtle and clever. And it's, it's, it's a, I don't know if a lot of people are reading this book, but they really should be. Agreed. I got a question. Mm-hmm. It's Black Widow related. Okay. Has that um, that character, uh, the one that uh, J. G. Jones? Yeah, the the and Natalia, what was it? whatever her De- name De- is. Um, Devin Grayson, I think, wrote it. Um, what the hell was her name? Did uh, Jones Elena? Do the series? I thought he just did. Oh no, Greg. Korn. No, not Greg Corn. I thought he did the covers. Okay. I think G- if I remember, he may G. have. Jones I didn't read it, but probably yeah. Not. Has that character appeared since, or has she been written out of continuity? She's appeared since. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I just, feel like just a year or two ago we saw her. Um, oh no, kidding. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, I think that was a bit of a misfire. I mean, oh, it was yeah. a basically Natasha. With blonde hair, yes, right? Yeah. I mean, they had the same origins. Pretty much, it, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, same origin, yeah. Yeah. So she, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah I, I don't s- remember where, but yes. I don't know if it was in a super group or if, but yeah, but she she was there in the background. I think somebody even referred, there was reference to her, but it wasn't, she, she wasn't playing a big role in, in the story or anything, but I was surprised to see her because I hadn't seen her since. Yeah. Okay. Her name was uh, Yelena Belova. That's it. Yeah. And I, th- I think Natasha should wear the belly shirt like that. <laughs> you think? Probably wouldn't protect her in combat, but there we she... go. June 2013, Secret Avengers number three. Oh. that's was that the Cot book, the Alesh Cot book, and Michael Walsh. No, that's that was um. No, it's the uh, Nick Spencer one. Uh, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't read that. And before that, she was in Thunderbolts, two thousand nine. So that was during. Oh, wait, the, the, Andy, Dark the Andy Diggle run with Bong Dazo on art. Oh, I love Bong Dazo. You do, you do. love him. I just His Deadpool was great. Yeah, and. She was in a run of the second version of Marvel Comics Presents, the failed version. It came out in the late late aughts. I don't I didn't read that at all. The Mega Flight. The uh 
That Secret Avengers, that was the book that Hickman started, right? Because it tied into his Avengers issues. This was the follow-up to that Nick Spencer or branded version. Hmm. Damn. She was in Secret Avengers number three, 2013 version. Luke, Luke, okay. Luke Ross on art. Who, who knew Luke Ross's real name is Luciano Queros? That just rolls off the top. Did not know that. There you go. It's did not real... know that. Hmm. I did not know that. Ooh. But if you'd like to know that, there's a good source for knowing that. And you know how you could know that? You can, get, you can get your books at Discount Comic Book Service because you can get a lot of them. You can canvas the comic book map for not a lot of money. DCBService.com. Check them out. You can get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door with minimal, bare minimal effort. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are the best. DCBService.com. Show you right. In your travels. <laughs> Who says I hate women? I don't hate women. In fact, I read comics with women in all the time. Women, women, this, women. Yeah, this comes from Action Lab, specifically the, the Danger Zone. <laughs> Shut up, Jason. I love this book. It was uh, created and written by Jason Martin, art by Winston Young, James Stanley, Andrew Malgam, and Marco McCanny. Hold on. Uh, and the cover and the uh, color art is also done by the uh, writer as well, Jason Martin. It is called Vamp Blade, and I love it. <laughs> it does not take itself seriously. It's also a commentary on comics culture. You got a character named Katie Carva. She's assistant manager at a comic shop. Cool, right? Um but it seems like the boss of the comic shop owed some money to the Russian mob and they come to collect. And when they do, they, they, they shoot the comic shop owner in the head. But poor Katie and the customers are in the store. So they scatter, right? The mob wants their money and they're threatening and they're going to get it. And Katie looks at the wall and there's a couple of blades on the wall, which she thinks were replica. Um, blades from a character that was somewhat popular in the 90s called Vamp Blade. And it was part of that whole bad girl trend that we all know and love so well from the 90s. So she picks up the blades and thinks, you know, I need something to defend myself with. These are better than nothing, right? But when she picks up the blades, turns out the blades weren't replicas at all. They were real blades forged from alien steel designed for one purpose and that is to and get this this is where they won me over designed to destroy the glorkian space vampire <laughs> i can't even say it without laughing destroy the glorkian space vampires from dimension czar and the space vampires are shaped like dicks with teeth <laughs> And the only way you can see these space vampires is by wielding the vamp blades. They're invisible. These things come from another dimension, so they don't adhere to the, the laws of physics as we know them. So they're invisible, but they're parasites, right? And they burrow into unsuspecting human beings, and their sole reason for existence, like the, the xenomorphs, is to perpetuate the species. And there's a really cool 
little conceptual twist on here when she uses the blades on those carrying the parasite to the naked i mean anyone looking at her cutting someone would see nothing because they don't do physical damage to the human all they do is excise the space dicks <laughs> it's kind of cool because she could do whatever she wants to do mm-hmm. and and not kill unsuspecting humans but there's another little twist the more aliens she kills the more she gets off it's like a drug to her killing killing these space vampires she gets jacked and then she the more she kills she can she gets overloaded mm-hmm. and and just kind of like collapses but when she collapses the the blades go away as does the vamp blade costume so there's there's nakedness in this book i love this thing it's it, it speaks to me right it's part vampirella part spawn there's there's chains that are connected to her boobs and they're on the ends of the blades they're connected to her boobs and at one point there's this detective right that that is working he he knows more than he lets on about the the the, the case and she takes the chain and wraps it around his neck and and he's able to see the aliens because the the blades are the the a portion of the blades are touching him this is cool stuff but totally you know it's it it doesn't take itself seriously it's just fun and yeah there's there's a component there's a sexy component to the book Big sexy time I, no I, I action lab previously were not on my radar at all i i will freely admit that i did not they did not command any attention from me when I'm going through the previews. But since Zombie Tramp and Vamp Blade and Bolts, that upcoming twist on the, on the Frankenstein um, mythology, they have my attention. I went from ordering nothing from them to ordering three series. Wow. There you go. Yeah. You just doubled their diamond numbers. <laughs> no, and, but there's also, like, I don't know if you remember when I talked about Zombie Tramp, there was... A um, most downloaded episode ever. No, there, there, there's, there's, there was the villain in Zombie Tramp is the uh, one of the Zombie Tramp Vamp Blade crossover. There's a, the villain in that is was somebody called Sucklord, and Sucklord is a real life artist, right? Mm-hmm. He they they make toys and they make other stuff. The 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 space dicks in in Vamp Blade look a lot like the work of an artist named Velocitron. Okay. There's a toy there's a toy called the you don't really care, but there may be somebody out there that does. There's a toy called the Larvagon mm-hmm. that he designed that looks very, very similar to the space vampire. So I'm thinking, what is the connection? It's it what could it, it can't be a coincidence that one of the characters in a previous story is an artist that dabbles in toys and vinyl and these space vampires look a lot like the work of someone who dabbles in vinyl toys like what's going on here i gotta find out right because really there are no coincidences i don't think so i gotta know and i think this is a series if you like the bad girl stuff if you like Vampirella and, and, you know, say painkiller jane or, or lady death this book's gonna click and i like all that stuff so, check it out. You're Unpretentious, right. just fun. And there's a whole thing about Deadpool in here, right? Oh, yeah? Every, yeah, see the comic shop... <laughs> um, no, the comic shop workers are talking about 
um, the Deadpool movie. Wait, let me find it. And every time, um, like either Marvel or, um, something, a company for which they could, you know, be sued for, you know, uh, slander or whatever you call it. It's, it's excised with a black strip. You know, the one character says, I'm so offended that they're taking this character and making him so immature and tasteless. And whenever they say Deadpool, the excised word says chimichanga. I mean, sure, the comics, don't, the comics don't have butt plugs, but the whole point of chimichanga is that he's immature and tasteless. And it says, uh, swords is just trying to destroy tacos cash cow and the swords and tacos are the excised words and, and the dialogue goes on for an entire page about how the one character thinks you know the deadpool movie sucked and the other person is talking like dude that's the nature of the character he's supposed to be foul and obscene and 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 off the wall and it, it's it's cool so there's like other commentary in here other than just like straight out tna vampire dick destroying action cool I, it, this, this is straight down the middle of my zone. Comfort. Yep. Aww. Total comfort. Speaking of comfort. It ain't guilty, but it's a pleasure. See, I usually refer to the bone I'm going to talk about as somewhat of a guilty pleasure. I know that it's, that could be an oxymoron and makes no sense. And if you're enjoying it, you should feel guilty about it. But, um, there's a, uh, there's a, New Punisher book. And it is, uh, it is written by Becky Clunan. And yep. art is by former longtime Punisher artist Steve Dillon. Colors by Mr. Frank Martin. And, uh, I am. Dylan's back on the Punisher. Cool. Dude, though, it is cool, but it's it not, cool. it's not, uh, it's not, I'm going to draw everybody with a Sharpie, Steve Dillon. This is some clean... Stop. No, and I love that. I mean, I'm huge Steve Dillon, whether it's Old Punisher or Preacher, or it doesn't matter. I'm a Steve Dillon fan. I don't... I, I, I get the jokes, but it's... That's his style. That It looks great. But this is... I almost wonder if he's drawing it on larger paper. So when it shrinks down, it's just... It looks that much cleaner and clearer. It, it's sharp looking, man. It is fantastic. And... Interesting. Martin's colors are pretty good on the book, but it's, it's, you can tell it's Dylan, but it just, it's, it's like controlled and, and just really clean Dylan. Uh, but it's, it's a great jumping on point. You don't need to, don't have anything to do with, with the Aaron Punisher or, or the Rucka Punisher or the, the early Garth stuff, it's just, it's, it, it's still that character, but it's a new first issue, new, new title. Uh, we're introduced to Olaf and Olaf is basically the, um, he's, he's the, he's working for a dude who's running drugs and, and, uh, Olaf just kind of makes sure that, that things, uh, things are running on time. Uh, Olaf answers to a guy who goes by the name, uh, or, or the nickname Face. And we find out on the last page why that's, uh, that's his nickname. Um, and that's a, and that's definitely something that Steve Dillon would draw. That's, that's right out of, of the Garth era. But, uh, 
Olaf is a former Marine. He's, he's got the dog tags. He's wearing the, the, uh, not the flak jacket, but the military outfit. You know, he's just, he, that's his wardrobe. So it's, it's, it's what he's wearing in real life. Uh, the feds are trying to, uh, capture the, the guy behind the scenes with the running the drugs. So while, um, the drug enforcement agency is, is planning on converging and, and, and attacking the warehouse, taking everybody down. The Punisher gets to the warehouse before the DEA and he, uh, he's shooting motherfuckers left and right. My one problem with this issue is that, uh, a couple of dudes who are packaging the drugs, it turns normal people, it's kind of like, MGH is turning normal people into like roided up, jacked up, feel no pain freaks and, and, uh, Punisher shoots a couple of them, but they've basically, as if it was cocaine, they just like inhale the hell out of a couple of packages of drugs and, and go after Frank. And even though he's shooting them in the chest, they keep coming. My problem with it is that the drugs are red. So they have it all over their face. I don't know if they were punched or shot. They're the red drug. It looks like it's the same color as the blood that's pouring out of everybody else. So I don't know. It looks like they were punched in the face, but they just had the drugs all over. They, they just smeared it all over their face. Um, Maybe there wasn't an indication to the colorist that, hey, you should use something other than red. It's for this. entirely possible. Or maybe, oh, you know? maybe the red plays into it later on once, um, when we find other people who were using the drugs. But yeah, I mean, there's red packets all over the floor in the issue. Uh, Frank takes care of everybody that, uh, he's trying to take care of, except, uh, when he finally comes face to face with Olaf, um, Olaf reminds him of their shared history. And, um, and he's kind of got the drop on Frank anyway. Frank's holding on to a cinder block that he was beating up one of the dudes with while Olaf has a gun pointed at Frank. So it's not like Frank's going to be able to do much. Olaf gets away. And, um, but basically in order for Frank to let him leave, he's hooking Frank up because back in his office upstairs, there's the file with, um, with everything he needs to track down the people who are responsible for putting this crap out on the street. So that seems to be what Frank's mission is going to be. I'm sure we'll see Olaf. Um, but the issue ends with face talking to, uh, talking to his boss. Uh, and his boss is not happy that they lost the drugs. He lost a bunch of men. The DEA is, uh, they came up empty, but the DEA came knocking on their door and, uh, and now the Punisher may um maybe after so he's uh the boss is a little worried he's talking to face and while face is uh messing around with his hobby uh he's basically letting him know that um we'll uh we'll look for Olaf and anybody else that's working with Olaf and that's the end of the issue so we'll take it from there but I, I thought it was a strong first issue. It was it is, it is violent. It's not, it's, he's not running over anybody with a bulldozer. He's shooting people. He's hitting people with, with cinder blocks, but it's, uh, and, and you got some dudes all hopped up on some drugs, but it's not a, um, 
it's nothing. You've seen worse stuff in the Max book when Barracuda came to town and shit like that. So, I mean, you've, you've read more graphic, more violent, worse as far as content, uh, Punisher stories. But this is, uh, I mean, I, it's a Punisher book. So I'm, I was definitely going to check it out. It's the Becky Cloonan's a fine writer, but it was between the Punisher and Dylan coming back to the Punisher. That's, uh, I was right there with it from, uh, from jump, but this was a, uh, this is a really good first issue, I thought. So I'm going to stick with it. I think they should keep the, the Max line, um, in play exclusively for the Punisher. I think it should always be a Max book. But this isn't. I know. What I'm saying is. I mean, there's a big red parental advisory, not for kids on the cover, but the Max line is pretty much the way of the dodo. Yeah. I think the Punisher should always be uber violent, hyper violent, and just carnage. Yeah, if it's not going to, um, if if Spider Man's not going to swing in or he's going to be right. knocking on Murdoch's door, then yes, I I, right. I think yeah, I see. It's tough. It's a tough call, right? Do you integrate the Punisher into the Marvel universe to the point where he would be going around actually disposing? Of supervillains, or do you do you excise him and then lose a big part of your audience? Right. It's it's tough. No, it is. It is. And it's a tough call. You know, I'm glad he doesn't. He he's got a bit of a of a buzz cut. He doesn't. It, it doesn't look like the the Frank Castle that uh, that Dylan drew a decade ago. Um, but it also doesn't look like John Bernthal from the Daredevil show. So it's it's it. You can definitely tell it's. It's a Punisher book and, and it looks like Punisher and it's I'm I am just really glad to see Dylan draw on him again. Alright. Comic book Thunderdome. <laughs> Two characters enter, one character leaves. You decide which one stays alive. Daredevil or the Punisher? Mm. Punisher. Punisher stays alive. I agree. But I mean the question has to be answered in terms of your um, closeness to the character. Do you like Daredevil more than Punisher? Do you like Punisher more than Daredevil? See, for me, I, I, I think, I think Frank is a far more interesting character than Matt Murdock. Yes, there have been, oh, there have been some awesome, fantastic, yes, yeah, there, yes, legendary Daredevil stories, but for me, you get more mileage with Frank. I get far more mileage yeah, with Fred. Yeah, no, right. There's, there's, there's definitely more. You haven't told, they haven't told every Daredevil story yet. I mean, right now it kind of feels that way since Daredevil is, Matt Murdock is, is on the side of the angels mostly. He's a prosecutor. He's not a defense attorney. It's, but you know, and we don't know. Yeah. Daredevil has a couple of stories that are by far, I think some things everybody who's a comic book fan should read, but. I would get much if if I couldn't read if they stopped producing a Daredevil comic book that wouldn't crush me if there were no new Punisher stories to tell I would I would be hurt yeah yeah for me it's the the self-flagellation Christian guilt oh well yeah stuff stuff about Daredevil that just does not I mean I know that's an that's a crucial integral part of of the daredevil character of matt murdoch but the weepy 
recriminate. It's just, it's, it's too much. Frank would be like, yeah, I fucked up. Oh, well, bang, 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 bang. You know, it's just mm-hmm. to obsess over your, your mistakes like, like Matt does. It's just. And he's got wow. tunnel vision. It's just, he's, he's got one purpose and, and that he's not, yeah, he's not, gonna he's get a hammer. Track. Right. There's no, there no or, or, there's, Punisher's a hammer. There's no little kid. There's no sidekick. There's just, I mean, we see what happens when that happens, but it's just when, when, when someone just lets, points Frank in, in, at something and lets him go, that's, it, like, like I was saying about Green Arrow and, and Black Canary, Frank, Frank Castle pretty much writes himself. And, yeah. and just let him do what he's gotta do. It's very hard to screw up a Punisher comic. It's been done, but it's very hard to do. Like the plastic surgery. <laughs> oh, not fallen no angel idea. though. The, when he comes back to life. Yeah, there's that not too. Not even. But he'll hide. But, still. but what you got, Jason? <laughs> uh, I want to keep mine short and sweet because uh, someone should. For real. <laughs> We're some chatty wow. motherfuckers. Jeez, he's got to go. Money. This is money to be made. <laughs> money to make, yo. Uh, pants. Now that the trade is out, I want to re-shout out something we talked about when the. First issue or two dropped, and that is Black Magic. Uh, speaking oh, of Mister Rucka and yes. Miss Scott, yes, this yes, is the yes. book that they were they've been they were working on this book. They first announced it in two thousand and ten. Yeah, and they finally got it out. It's uh, it's it's characterized as an ongoing series, but seeing as how they're both about to be jumping on this Wonder Woman genre, I'm not counting on us getting the second volume anytime soon. Um, but it is a world where Detective Rowan Black a rather fetching classic Rucka-esque female lead is a um, major crimes detective in Portsmouth, but she also happens to be a witch. And it is a story of the interweaving of uh, a plot involving witchcraft and dark magic um, with a crime procedural. So uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's very, very well executed. And Nicola uses uh she paints the book. It's watercolors. And, uh, so it's, it's a different look and she can draw, or I should say she can paint some gorgeous ladies. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, so yeah, I thought the, the first trade was dope. It was a really well put together, uh, arc that, uh, is wholly satisfying on its own, but certainly leaves plenty of tendrils for the, uh, inevitable second and third volumes that they're promising us. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Very demanding medium. Watercolor. Yes, sir. Very tough. No diggity. Yep. All right. Jason wants to go, so let's wrap this up. <laughs> Gotta go to work. We, 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 yeah. we, you know, we thank you for being here, as always. If you enjoyed any part of this episode, please do us a solid and leave us a review on the iTunes or, or a similar uh, dispersal um platform we really appreciate it because that's the stuff that uh you know gets us out there and gets us more listeners and that's what we want we want to we want to have a big old clubhouse uh and you're at the center so thanks for being here as always david did you hear oh no i won't say it you just have to listen to the rest of last week's episode i won't i won't won't spoil it um as always say good night David. Good night. David. I was real close.
That was I gotta check. See when when I edit the episode, I can see exactly. Yeah, you can also this. move it and show. Me no, no, no. I don't. I would never do that. That's that's dirty carpool. Never do that. It is cheating. I can see um, the span between you know the wave forms, and a lot of times you're really close uh, to the. It's all right though. It, so it's. So did someone else get to say goodnight, or did it just? I'm not saying anything. You gotta listen to did it. You have someone call in just to say goodnight. No, no. Oh, we gotta go over that for next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. But no, we may have an announcement next week about something you did today. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Did you do? I didn't do anything. No, are you kidding me? I didn't. For next week, they give give him something to to look forward to. Yeah, that. And we gotta talk about Legion next oh. week. Jason dropped the ball again this week. Wow, so we got, got Legion, Valiant, Space Mullet. Yeah, I won't hold my guys. breath. Unless David reads it, I won't hold my breath on the Valiant stuff. Jason's just not cool. <laughs> I got a stack of comp boxes I need to open up one of these days. That's wrong. That's wrong. Alright, everybody. I need to open up the boxes, dog. We... Dude, bro. You're gonna get us in trouble. Um, did they come back? The trade? Yes, yeah, they did. Is that weird though? Why? It's an it, but, but, but you see what you know what they did? They're very smart. If you look through the trade, mm-hmm. the the ads are in the same place as the singles, which may which tells me they overprinted the singles and stripped the covers and had them bound, they bound them. <laughs> into, into the trade. <laughs> but it's a no. It's it's, it's a problem. And you, they just re, recut it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm going through the, I, I reread it cause I love the series and, uh, I'm looking, I think, why are there ads in this book? Oh, cause even the promo pages mm-hmm. for like Divinity 2 and stuff are in the, the trade. So it's not a reasonable facsimile of what that trade's going to look like. I'm sure they're going to strip all that out and reprint it. But f- to get these out, advanced review copies, that's a really smart idea. Vince would never have a no fat chicks bumper sticker. I wouldn't. I know. I think that's. I think it's a great series. I love it. Whatever. We're out of here. Say goodnight. Bye. Goodnight. Go. Bye. Go. And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say anything about the printers mentioned last week. So that, the anchors. So that's good. You did. You did say something about it on the Slack. I just didn't. I just didn't pick well, up the ball. Just, no, that was fine. You didn't have to pick up the ball. But you understand what I meant by that. I didn't mean that. You know, no, I don't. Yes, when when they're are inconsequential. Right. Exactly. They, they're just they're in, ter- in terms of the printing process, they are inconsequential. Yes, they're not. You don't. You don't, you don't need them. Don't need that lot. Yes, I. I yes, I but in terms of tradition, they're very necessary. Especially if if you need somebody to finish the line or if someone is strong enough to you know you you could be a great penciler but if if everything's flatter there's no depth yes anchors serve a purpose but what you were saying about you don't need it because you can print for i may think pencils going right from pencils looks like shit or if and that as an example when, when garney was doing weapon x or he was doing the planet hulk stuff I didn't think that looked as strong or as good as when Reinhold or someone else was inking him because it just, it, it, whether it looks unfinished, it just, it didn't look as, you could still, by all means, they did push it that way. I totally agree. 
I totally just so, but yes, no, there was no, nothing you said last week would have, would, would, would have caused me to, to, no, you would have raised my hackles. Exactly. All right. There you go. What's the difference between shooting from pencils and a book that's fully painted? It ain't, neither is, is traditional, yet both are possible. Yes. Correct. Yeah. All right. Now we're really going. Yeah. Cause Jason's like, his, right, his, his, his fingernails are white cause he's grinding it. Say bye. This is bye.